just started right now. I think. Let's see. Oh, did you? Uh, you already were recording this whole time? Oh, no. I now No, I no, no. I just started right now. Shoot. It's all right. We can get back to good. it. We haven't gotten that yeah. far yet. Yeah, it, was, it was magic <laughs> from Dan. Dan okay, made just, magic happen just now. Let me just keep going. Crapping yourself on a San Diego marathon was hilarious. It's true. You never heard about that? I believe it. I heard your nipples bleed. I'm not trying to get my nipples to bleed, but I have heard that, you know, because you're, you're running so far and you can't stop because you want to win. Right. So some people, and you can even see YouTube video footage of this. There's like this one dude running and you know, those like, those like loose kind of silky jogger shorts that are too short. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Dude was running. No, everyone and just, wears. Yeah. Yeah. And someone was just like, plop, plop. <laughs> as he kept running. <laughs> he did a Dave. Yeah, two, yeah, exactly. He did a Dave. You got to do two Dukes. <laughs> He did two dukes coming out of his butt, but it was like, you know, that presents difficulty for the runner behind you, though, because you're running. Now you have to pay attention to I got to keep my senses about me. Got to make sure I don't trip, roll my ankle, anything like that. Now I have the fear of someone dropping two dukes right in front of me and then stepping in it. That's so funny. And now one of two things will happen. You'll either step in it and be like, ah, or you'll step in it and slip and then become the worst. Dude. Dude. (laughs) That is it's so the truth, man. Oh, that's so I know na- people that I think, I think ugh, ugh. I'm not going to say who, but I do know someone that actually dropped a deuce while running. Like, just fuck it. <laughs> I got to win. What? Victory is mine. What? Yeah, that's what do I said. you know somebody? I'm not going to say who, but yes. I'm not even really. <laughs> it's more of an acquaintance it's situation. You. It's no. huge. Shit. You're going to see me running 26 <laughs> miles, dude. Not anytime soon, anyway. You never know. Stop. Stop. No, this is true because, but we're talking 16 years ago, right before Sarah was born, I was actually like getting ready to run a um, a triathlon, you know, bike, swim and all that shit. And I was in really good shape. And then she was born and it just stopped me in my tracks. So I never got a chance to do it, but I was working towards it. Like I had the paperwork filled out and everything. In my, in my brain, here's how it happened. Okay. Okay. Here's how the birth of your daughter happened. Oh, this is so careful now. (laughs) Ready? Here it goes. Yeah. Your wife gave birth and she said, what are we going to name her? And you were like, when I feel cold. (laughs) And it's you. I was holding her like, baby, hey. (laughs) She's like, that's a baby. Will you stop singing that song? We'll name her Sarah. (laughs) I actually lost the bet. I was going to, and that wasn't a bet. I actually lost out on like my choice because I wanted to name her Sydney and oh, Ben, I think so. But Ben wanted to go with Sarah. So four-year-old one. Well, Sydney can go either way. Sarah is fairly exclusive to women. Sydney could go either way. I just think you see way more Sarah's than you see Sydney's. That's what I was trying to go for. Oh, like, for sure. For instance, if you look my name up in Google, you're okay. going to see a million of them. Same with me. And they're all fucking with my credit. You know what I mean? <laughs> in tax time, it's always terrible when I'm trying to apply for a credit card. It's always <laughs> terrible. Daniel Mar- Ramirez. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. There's like 4 million of you in town and they're all with bad credit. So <laughs> we're just going to lump you in. But Sydney might be the only man, woman, city combination. What do you mean? I know there's a Sydney, Australia, but what do you mean a man, woman, A city? man can be Sydney. Oh, you woman. mean because all three yeah. are named that? That's it. Hmm. No, we're missing small towns. <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, yeah, we can't talk. Let's not talk about England because they got like, oh, uh, here's Brockenshire halfwit. And you're like, okay, that's a city. That doesn't Brockenshire count. Brockenshire halfwit. <laughs> we can't count because uh, England. I'm has from Compost, Yorkshire. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just right up that way. Spit spot. Keep going. And then Johnny hits us up like, we're the gr- You've never heard of that, bros. You've never heard of Light Will Brockenshire. And we're like, no, I haven't. <laughs> You've never heard of Sprockshire Goodwill. <laughs> it's very famous, mate. <laughs> you, you know what's funny with Bucks? I've never heard someone talk like Bucks. If he, if I, if there was a line of English people, I would be able to tell you which one Bucks was. What I'm used to hearing when I think of a British accent, Bucks yeah. has it. Really? It's not like, yeah, it's not unusual to me. No. It's all the other ones. Like, for instance, like, I love Nana's accent because it takes a little effort to like, you know, you got to figure it out first. And then it's, it's totally like, I understand everything he says now, but for the first like hour and a half of hanging out with him at C2E2, I was like, huh? What? You know, but then it just kicks in. It's weird. It's like, um, it's, I guess it's just like anything, you know, like working out or anything. You just, you, you exercise that muscle or in this case, I don't know, uh, you know, being able to recognize certain audible sounds. I don't know exactly what it is, but you just have to get tuned in with his, with his accent and then it's good and you're good. Well, I, I guess we're recording. Are we recording? We haven't oh, said sorry. hello or anything. Are we just going to, this hold is on one of those quick. ones. Hold on real quick. Hold yeah. on real quick. Hold on real quick. No problem. See folks right now, what you're listening to is probably close to one of our Patreon episodes. It'll be coming out pretty soon. So while Steve is gallivanting about I'm his back. room, yeah. it's just too freaking hot in here. I had, to, I had to open a window. How does it feel to be sitting still while you record? It's fantastic. Do you like it better? Um, Because you know I've been trying to get you to do this for like four years now, right? Everyone's using this. Everyone is. Zencaster? Yes. Who? Uh, I don't even like to put their name on here because I only like to talk about our podcast. And oh, our you're talking about, I mean, this is, are these people sister. that we know? No, 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 no. Oh, no, then no. they don't count. Okay, good. Because only our brother and sister podcasts get mentioned here. But That's right. other folks are I, that I've listened to this week randomly enough is uh, they're just like they've mentioned it, that they're using it now. I'm like, oh, look at Dan on the tail end of some popular stuff. But always put me at the tail end, don't you? Yeah, yes. Oh, by the way, guys. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. <laughs> I was just telling them while you were out running around in your room that this is I guess this is probably closer to how like a Patreon episode. starts. Yeah, this is like a bo- we're giving people a, a bonus episode. A, f- a fun little side one. I think that we've been killing it lately. So, and I know that sounds bad, but like, a, particularly you, Hudson, we'll get to you in just a second. Oh. But I think we've been killing it and it's okay to drop in like this random sort of, let's just start it off loosely kind of thing. Yeah, just like the, you know. Patreon or bonus yes. episode. Uh, what's the old, what do we used to call it? The pre-games. Yes, yes. We've been going that long where I had to think about what it was called. Well, dude, we've been, we, gee, we have been going so, fr- the thing is, like it, it, one thing Dan has is not missing a week. Dan will break his back to even do half an hour. He'll be like, let's just give him something. And I'm like, Dan is he? You are like you are the diligent podcaster. That's why. I, I, that's why, dude. You should be in the audio editing. I'm telling you, man. You are so diligent. You are, that is your gift of diligence is your thing. You will get something done, even if it's due on at five in the morning. And you're like, it's three in the morning. You'll be like, well, I got to get it done by the time I told them. 
Now, when you give it to them, they're going to be like, I just kind of, you know, I said five in the morning. didn't have to be five. But yeah. you will keep that time. And they'd be like, okay, thank you. <laughs> I didn't mean I used to start off that way, like apologizing to the listeners on Twitter or on Facebook. I'm really sorry, blah, 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 blah. We didn't get this or that. Yeah, and now it's just like, you know what? You know we're going to come through for you. Eventually. Yes. Oh, uh, I didn't tell you. bro. I'm, lim- I'm limping. Oh, no. What'd you do? Okay, G. Listen. Did you just, let me just ask you this. Did you roll an ankle? You can explain no, how later. did not. Okay. I would have rather. Um, so I was jogging. And I was going and I decided, I'm like, you know, I'm always looking down when I run. I do that too. Why don't I look at the, like the Bruce Lee quote came in my brain that you say so wonderfully. How does Never it go take again? your eyes off your <laughs> opponent, even when you bow. Keep on going. That's the quote. I know, but it keeps on, keeps on going. Be like, don't look at my finger. Oh, oh all right. I see him. <laughs> he goes, so they do a little exercise and he goes, that's it. How did it feel to you? And then Lao says, let me think. Don't think. Feel. It is like a finger pointing its way to the moon. And then Lao looks up towards his finger. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. Thank how, you very much. How good is that, dude? How good is that? I gotta that? watch that one again. It's been a while. How good is it? So that's what I was thinking. And I looked up into the sky and there was apparently a lip on the street that I did not see. It was the equivalent of someone catching my foot mid stride and just holding it. And I tumbled for about seven feet. First thought was me looking around being like, did anyone just catch that horrible stumble? Hmm. No one did. Uh, I looked at my knees, they're bloody and all this stuff. And so I continue running, but I notice that I'm limping. Like I just, something feels weird in my knee, but I finish my run. I get home, go to work. Dude, I woke up yesterday morning, bro. Your knee was all swollen? Gee, I couldn't even put weight on it. Did you call in? Nah. Once I, I still went on the bike ride. The bike ride felt way better. And so today, now I could put weight on it again. Be careful, man. Just when you think you're getting better, you might end up re-injuring yourself you or making that injury like worse than it already is. Yeah, because it's technically not like I overextended it or something because when I put my leg all the way out, the back hurts a lot. And I was like, I must have tried to catch myself. And I just, I just didn't. And I said, from now on, I'm just going to listen to Queen or whatever because I was listening to Queen. I remember vividly. And uh, when I went down, I was like, oh, Freddie Mercury, you have... You've hurt my heart. You've betrayed me. What song I, did you fall to? Uh, flick of the wrist. Should have been sprain of the ankle. Oh, damn. Tweak of the knee. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> They're about the same, but thank you. I'll take the credit. I like the I like the the verbiage. It's fun. That was very very good. Tweak of the knee. Yeah, and it goes with the song. Well, we're both on the injured list today, man. Yeah, dude, tell me about this last few days for you, man. Yeah, I wouldn't have brought it. Oh, it's just one day. I wouldn't have brought it up, but since you you entered with it, <laughs> like you started with the injury, oh, you know what good. I mean? You're leading yeah. in. I'll go ahead and follow. No, nothing. Just It's basically just a continued thing that I've experienced where it's like the back spasm. Yeah. So I felt it coming on pretty strong the other day, and I'm like, oh, man, I know where this is going. So I figured I'm just going to chill tomorrow. That's all I'm going to do. Um, 
woke up in the morning and I felt it when I, right when I stood up, I'm like, ah, like I just, you just feel it, man. It's like mm. somebody's holding on to your back and you're trying to get up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, there's only one way to do this. And I've been here a million times. I'm going to go ahead and take a muscle relaxer. Dude, I am the most lightweight person when it comes to medication. So I took this muscle relaxer probably, I don't know, six in the morning, something like that. I woke up early, yeah. took it, woke up at one o'clock in the afternoon just groggy as shit. Like, I mean, I couldn't concentrate on anything. I was trying to have a conversation with Gail. That wasn't happening. Basically, there was no conversation because she was working. So I would have had to have like gone to her and make this conversation. Kept my ass on the couch all day. Slept. I remember she's like, yeah, are you going to wake up at some point? I'm like, yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> and then I fell back asleep. Woke up at like three. Fell back asleep. Woke up at like five. Fell back asleep again. And then woke up at eight o'clock. And she's like, you're going to be up all night now. I go, I know it didn't happen that way, by the way, but I did end up once I was able to kind of keep my eyes open. I basically just blasted out the first season of Schitt's Creek. How did you like it? Are we going to review? I mean, I can kind of throw a quick review in. It's really 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 funny, isn't it? Isn't it good? I heard so many people talking about this show for a couple of years now. And I don't know what it is. You know, how sometimes you just, you just keep pushing them to the side. You're like, "Eh, I'll get to it. totally, Totally. That was one of those shows. I don't know why. I love Eugene Levy. I now love Dan Levy. I think he's fucking hilarious. Fantastic. The cast itself is just great on this show. I thought you would watch that a long time ago. No, no. Haven't done it. I'm really glad I did, though, because now I'm... But now I have to blast through six seasons. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I didn't do that. I will. I know I will. You will. Yeah, that's that's very, very true. I think uh, um, it's a great... Like, it's a show that you could just keep... The only problem is it's on Hulu, right? No, I'm watching on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Okay, good, good, good. Because Hulu, it waits entirely too long for the next episode to come on. Like, you're going to wait for the, all the credits to finish and then say we're going to start the episode in 15 seconds? I know, these first world problems. <laughs> I know, I know, you're right. But Netflix is like- <laughs> I had wait. to wait 17 seconds. But Poor dude, me. Netflix is like, we're not even going to give you the option, Hammy. We're just starting. And that's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking just yesterday, like, wow, this is a long time. And that's where I got the 19 seconds from. Netflix. Really? Mm-hmm. Dude, maybe I, maybe Eugene Levy's just like, uh, you know, we need to make sure that they uh, wait as long as they can. <laughs> that is not a good imitation, but you know, maybe they you. maybe they want it that way, or maybe just it's a setting. Like, it might be like, st- settings. Mm-hmm. You mean like I can change it to where I'm not yes. waiting so long? Yes, I'll it's have to look Netflix. into that. Yeah, it's, it's really not that bad though. I mean, what's twenty seconds of your life, Steve? For you, uh, you know. Session of sexual intercourse. I knew you were going to say. Hey, no, your words, not mine. You're right. No, you're totally correct. You're totally correct. Your words, not mine. I wasn't even insulting you. I'm just going with your norm. I can't wait to tell you the show I've been addicted to, which is so random. And I'm worried that it's offensive, which is why I'm thinking about saving it. It might be offensive to people. You know, it won't be offensive to me. It won't be offensive to you, but I just don't know if other people will be like, that's an offensive show. I think we should talk about it. I Googled it and it doesn't look like people think it's offensive. So. Let me say. Hey, real quick though, uh, Shit's Creek. I know this is an old show, but if you haven't seen this, I totally recommend watching it. Here's the plot. When rich video store magnate Johnny Rose and his family suddenly find themselves broke, they are forced to leave their pampered lives to regroup in Shit's Creek, which is basically BFE. You know, um, like you first see the first episode and they live in this massive mansion. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, the feds come in and confiscate everything, take everything away from them because their financial manager basically screwed them and jammed to the Cayman Islands. So they get stuck with one thing that they, the one thing he couldn't get to, which was this gag gift that uh, 
Eugene Levy's character, Jonathan Rose, bought for his son, David, which is just this old BFE town. They have that. They immediately get bussed over there, and that's where the wackiness ensues. And they're meeting all these small town people, and you know they're they're the owners of the town, but they're not necessarily in charge of the town just yet. Anyway, the person that is is played by Chris Elliott, by a guy named Roland Shit. I love all of these little uh, yeah. <laughs> these little puns or whatever yeah. you want to call them. These play on words, but I don't really care for Chris Elliott. I'm kind of hit or miss with him, mostly miss. But I think he is perfect in the show for what Dude. he's asked to do. Dude. I laughed. From what I can remember, because again, I was high as shit the entire day off of, uh, of uh, and I'm foggy too, by the way, so I apologize. Today I am. It's kind of like a hangover, but I was uh, just blasted from these freaking muscle relaxers. So for what I remember of it, he's hilarious. I remember laughing quite a bit, but like, honestly, and I won't do this, of course, it would probably do me like a good, what am I trying to say? It'd probably do me a service to go back and like watch the rest of it again, because I think I missed some just from like, sort of like fogging out and going to sleep and waking back up again. But Shit's Creek is fucking hilarious. So I'm assuming a lot of people know that already. I did not. This came out in 2015, and I'm just getting to it now. Highly recommend you do it. I'll give it. Um, I'll give it a solid four out of five. I'm a little too a uh, little little too foggy to to put a wacky a wacky thing on it like a four out of five whatever. You know what I mean? But I'm going to give it a four out of five, and I recommend you guys watch it. I gave it the same. I thought you were going to go racy billboards. <laughs> that's good don't worry it's his sister <laughs> okay four out of five racy billboards it is it's so freaking i laughed so hard at that freaking show i you know I, I liked it because now only one person kind of annoys me a little bit but I'll, I'll i deal with her but dude that other person that works the front desk she's a star to me yeah she's great She's a star, dude. And the Stevie. Mom, yes. And her, the mother, I think she's good in everything. I've loved her since Beetlejuice. Um, but, dude, it's just a great, it's a great show, man. It's a funny show that ends. It has an ending. Like, the, they knew the series was ending, and they ended it. So there is no, uh-oh, we don't know if we're going to get renewed. Nope, the last season is an ending. So that's what I also, I like that, too. So You watched uh, all six seasons, huh? No, I haven't. I just know that I I uh, I kept up with the news for Shit's Creek, and they're like, "Oh no, it's gonna be uh, there's gonna be um, an ending to this thing," because they they knew they weren't gonna get canceled, but they're like, "Let's before we do, let's go ahead and end the um, the show." And Dan Levy is a I, they both just did such a great job as you know a father and son duo. They just did a great job, a fantastic job, and so. It had every reason for me to hate it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not especially an amazing, like we've seen this story before, you know? It's fish out of water stuff. Yeah, we've seen it, but they just do it. And so you have to like the people in order. And then did you get to the episode where um, he runs into an old friend that still has money? No. Oh man, that's a really good episode. Dude. Wait, wait, is this season one? I think so. Okay, again, oh, you right. hell yesterday. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, right, right, right. I was like waking up and then like trying to watch it and then finding myself waking up again. And I'm like two episodes in. Like I said, I should probably go back and watch the at least like sift through and see which ones seem unfamiliar to me because I feel like I'm going to be missing quite a bit. It seems like it's an ongoing <laughs> plot, right? Uh, yeah, you're gonna you're not gonna lose it. Like even though it's an ongoing thing, you're not going to lose. Like, if you miss an episode, it's not like, oh, crap, now I don't know where this weird thing happened. No, they, they each episode, re, you know, it restarts itself. So 
um, you're not going to miss anything. It's just fun to see those little bottleneck episodes because all of them are. I could say start on episode seven and people will get the gist of who everyone is in episode seven. They're like, okay, we got it. We know who, who's who. So hey, I just noticed good. something. Hmm. So I'm looking through the IMDb cast and um, Sarah Levy is also, is it Levy or Levy? First of all, I feel like I'm saying both. Dan it's Levy, Levy, right? I've already saw Dan Levy, Dan Levy. I've said it both ways now, I think. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Okay. Sarah, let's just call it Levy for now. Sarah Levy is also in the show. I assume she's related as well. She plays yes. Twyla. Yes. Dude, that's just working the whole family out right there. I bet you that's cheaper for them. Um, yeah. And, but also it's, it's a, it's a, uh, I think it's a beautiful way of, of, um, having your family working together without, you know, it being kind of gross. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like some people are like, how did that person get an executive job? Oh, he's related to this person. They didn't do that thing. Yeah. So I can't hit, you know, and Eugene has been putting in work for freaking. I mean, you don't even have to like ask his credentials. That dude's face has been everywhere on American Pie, Best in yes. Show, SCTV, right? Where you got to start. Yes. And he's one of those few that are just like, he understands where he is. He's not under any illusion that he's like, oh, I'm going to keep on trying to climb to become a superstar. No, he's, he totally appreciates his level where he's at, which is totally comfortable. He's like, yeah, I'm the guy that you've seen. You, I'll walk by you and you're like, I've seen him somewhere. He's that guy. He stays in his lane, but everyone still wants him. Bingo. And he's, yeah. you know, so he's like, I'm good with that. I'm not going to try to, let me try to get a blockbuster move. No, no. I know exactly what I do well. Let me just keep doing this thing. And I, and I can appreciate that. I'm very, I'm really looking forward to what they all do, uh, what they do next. You know, because I am going to miss the show once it's a, once I finish it. I'll be like, oh, because it's fun. It's a cool little, you know, doing whatever you need to do. Watch show, laugh. You're still laughing. Be like, this is hilarious. But, you know, it's nothing that you're like, did I miss something last episode? It's not like dead to me where you, you, you miss an episode and you're like, what the crap did I skip? Yeah. You know? See, that's the thing. That's why I think I was able to keep going last night is because it, it allowed me to do that. I didn't have to be like, who's this person or or. What exactly happened? I'm sure there's a little bit of that. Holy shit, I just hear myself talking right now. I'm telling you folks, Flex Reel is a bitch on me. So I apologize. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking through like a, a, a towel or something right now. It's crazy. But um, You're waking up though. I'm starting to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. But you know what I was going to say is I'm looking at his filmography right now and it's just endless, dude. He's been in so many things. So many. It's crazy. He, he's been putting in work, dude. Yeah, 15 credits to writer, seven credits producer, nine directorial credits. I mean, it just goes on and on. Cinematographer, all kinds of stuff. Man, Eugene Levy's the man. Levy. See, I called him Levy this time. Levy seems right to me, Steve. I think it is Levy. Yeah, I tried Levy when I said it earlier. It didn't feel right. I think it's Levy. He's been, dude, he's been. And mind you, I wasn't a big American Pie fan, but I remember, I think, was he in Best in Show? Yes. Yeah, I think that's where I was just like, this guy is funny. He's good. I think Best in Show is what got me. If I loved American his Pie, awkward dad thing, though. In yeah, the- yes, yes. And because uh, I remember American Pie, everyone loved that movie, dude. And when I saw it, I was like, I just do not get it. I don't get it. I walked out, I was like, I, I don't understand. And Steve, it just do, kept- I, do I know why? Why? I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. Was it, uh, is it something that you couldn't relate to? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, thinking back, probably. If I know you, I'm thinking that's what it is. Because I was just like, I don't get it. Everybody thought it was just the funniest movie. I was like, I do not under. But then again, I was also going through my, uh, no, I, I think around 2000, 99, 2000, I was in my film snob situation where I only watch like independent films. Oh, you were that guy? I was very much uh, that guy. I you and had, coffee yeah. people. Film snobs <laughs> and coffee people can just go fuck off. I'm serious. Dude. I literally, I had my. I'm just trying to have my Starbucks. Do you mind? Well, actually, you should go to the local roaster down. Fuck off! I'm drinking Starbucks and go fuck yourself. Thank you. I see. I'm not. You're more of a coffee snob than I am. I'm not a coffee snob. You're a little bit. I go to Starbucks because it's close. Yeah, but you do Pete's though. Yeah. Well, you got to buy something. What do you buy? I buy. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the funny part. You were just like, oh no, 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 because I told him. I told you what I used. And you're like, no, you got to get that Pete's. That Pete's tastes wonderful. And so I started getting Pete's. And I was like, technically, it doesn't taste any different to me. I just gotten used to buying it. But you, you're you more of a coffee connoisseur than I am, though. All coffee kind of tastes the same to me. I'm really not. It's just a matter of you got to re-up every now and then, right? So you yeah. might as well try something and see what, what you like best. I like to kind of experiment, but I'm definitely not into the, uh, well, I only... You know, drink the coffee of beans that are roasted in Colombia or whatever the hell. Oh, I don't know. I, no. I can't even speak the lingo. You know what I mean? So oh, I'm not a coffee no. snob. Trust me. Um, you know what's funny, though? I think I think the people that are snobs are, are French pressers. You buy a French presser, a snob. I had you, one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Of course you did. But I, I didn't like it, though. No? Well, I mean, I think it produced great coffee, but it's a pain in the ass, so I gave up. So see, that's what I'm saying. I didn't want to, like go the extra mile just for the sake of being a, uh, as you're putting it, a coffee snob. I just didn't, it just wasn't worth it to me. Are you, you're, are you a movie snob? No. I think you're a movie snob. I'm a very much so. I've realized I'm a movie snob. I'm now, I finished another book. I'm a book snob. Um, I think you're just I, a snob. To be quite uh, honest with no, you. it's not. Well, wait, wait, wait. You're kind Hold of a on. snob, Steve. Hold on. I got to stop and think now. No, Can I'm telling snob? you, you don't have to think about it. You're a fucking snob. You just you just uh, present this you know overexcited personality and people go ah but I know you you're a snob I am a snob a little bit but th- that makes it even crazier that you know what music to to uh, refer me to you're like he'll like this his snobbiness is still gonna like this music and you're mostly right like even the far reach of Coheed and Cambria that was a far reach for you dude and you're like oh no no no. You're going to listen and be like, oh, these guys can play. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I listened to, you know, I listened to the whole CD. I was like, yeah, these guys can play. There's no getting around that. Yeah, but I think that's music. just, that's just like, you know, for music fans, I think it's, that's an easy thing to say, hey, these guys are talented. Doesn't mean you're going to like them. You said I was going to like them though. Did I? And I did. I did like them. You're like, no, no, no. These are musicians. And sure enough, as soon as I heard the first few riffs, I was like, first of all, how they do that. I wonder how they recorded that. I wonder how they accomplished this. That's what I was thinking most of the CD. It's like, I wonder how they did that. But all it takes is for someone to say something like, hey, man, I was just listening to the new Stevie Wonder, and I think it's freaking great. And all of a sudden, you fucking kick into like, I don't even know what. Like, there should just be fancy music behind you oh, or something. Dude. Listen, listen. The Connoisseur with Steve Hudson. I think I have the perfect music, but I doubt I'd be able to find it right now. I would lit like, I could, yeah, you, I think... As we've already shown, yeah. we could wax poetic on a music thing for seven hours if we really wanted to. 
which is uh, the reason, you know, I think the only way we can do a, sh- a hour and a half to our show is that we don't really talk about music. <laughs> Otherwise we would just go, it would just go and go and go and go and go, dude. It would just go. No question. I found your music, Steve. Okay. Here we go. It's like, Hey Steve, what do you think yes. of uh, this Stevie Wonder song right here? It's like a radio hit. You know, maybe it's like uh overjoyed. Part-time lover. Let's say part-time oh, lover. Jesus Christ. And all of a sudden, like, well, actually, and you start doing your, <laughs> if you go back to fulfilling this, I can't even say it, fulfilling this most, how do you say it? <laughs> I can never say the fucking album. Ever since Eddie Murphy fucked it up for me. Fulfilling this, fulfilling this, fulfilling this, fulfilling you know this the good one. last fulfillment, right? <laughs> Fuck it, you know the good one. <laughs> I, I heard that, man. <laughs> What is it? Into your little skit. How do you say it though? Fulfilling, 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 the, fulfilling this first finale. Fulfilling this first finale. What did I yes. say? Last fulfillment. <laughs> I can never That's say. Hilarious, it. dude. That is hilarious. You know, it's Fuck funny. It, you know I, the good one. Maja, he challenged me to naming off in order all Stevie albums and their song list. I got close, dude. I got really close. Hmm. There's a few that I'm just like, oh, I skipped that because like it's an instrumental. I was like, oh, in my brain, it just goes to the next song. And he's like, no, there is a song there that you're not uh, saying. And he was gleeful. <laughs> he's like, ha, ha! I got you. I got exactly. you. Exactly. You fucking know. snob. <laughs> Dude, I am a. And you know, I need to. I, the good thing is, I'm getting into, like I told you before, I'm getting into newer music, newer artists that I'm like, oh, this, we're like, we're good. We're in good hands. These young folks can sing and they can play. We're good. We're in good hands going forward. We're not going to get a Prince. That's just not going to happen. We're just not going to get that. We're not going to get a Stevie. We're not going to get a Ray. But we, Billy Joel, James Taylor, Elton John, not going to happen. But, and I think the main reason it's not going to happen is because the internet exists. They didn't have anything to do but write music. We have we have so many other things to do that we can't get that good, but we will have a good amount of young people that are going to move forward. And I'm interested to see what they're going to be doing, man. Their music is good. Have you ever heard of Barlito? No. Well, I think I just found your exception. Listen to this. Starts off, you're like, okay, but it very quickly disintegrates. All right, here we go. Okay. Remember the times we had The times that you and me had (laughs) Oh my god Remember the times we had The times that you and me had Let's keep going Remember the times we had I'll turn it off soon, but just listen The times that you and me had There's no consistency in this Reminiscing about the time when you wasn't by my side Everything was going fast Baby girl, you didn't last Yeah, you had me in my bag Barlito, ladies and gentlemen, that's the song of the summer right there. Times okay. we had. Number one, I don't like it. But number yes, two, I don't either. props to Barlito to putting something out. Okay. Oh, now you're going to make me feel like a dick. No, huh? no, no. I'm saying in general, like, I haven't put anything out. Barlito put something out regardless. And then also props to his friends. Because his friends were like hype for sure. For sure, the they were. The only way that he puts that song out is that he has a cold group of 
friend. If you look them up on Apple Music, Steve, you can see his hype, man. It's it's hilarious. Oh, it's no question. So, so number one, not my thing. Number two, Barlito, hey, look, dude. You tried. More, you tried. You did it. You put something out, and that's a that's more than 99.9% of the America and beyond can say. More power to you, dude. Remember the times we had. Jesus. The times that you and me had. That's so good. <laughs> I, you know what I'd want to know is how he sounded when he started. Well, you can tell there's a little bit of auto tune on there. Yes. So but I, how bad yeah. was he to begin with? I think he's going for a sound there, an actual sound. And what I will say is, um, like, is this on iTunes? Yes. Apple Music. How did you hear about this? Of all people, Sarah. I just heard her laughing her ass off in her room. And I went in there, what are you laughing at? And she showed me. And now, but here's the deal with this song. And I swear to God, if you guys can get through this song, the more you listen to it, because I keep playing that part over and over again, it, it's like low-key catchy. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, I'm not saying I would recommend this song to anyone. Maybe I am. Maybe that's what I'm doing right now. But it's, it's, it's so bad that it becomes low-key catchy if you just keep listening to it. Dude, um, and that's the hard thing is people laugh, and those are still spins. Like, yeah, everyone that laughs at it, you're still pushing play. That's what little Dicky says. What, what does he really? Kind of. I mean, you know, he he based if you even think about Dave, he sort of based his music off of parody, but he was dead serious about it. So he's like, go ahead and laugh if you want to, but you can't deny how good it is. I'm not saying that this falls in the case of uh, Barlito, of course. But I think yeah. Barlito believes in himself because this song would not exist if he didn't. It's funny because I was talking to Daniel, <clears throat> the guy from Farouk, and we were talking. We talk music pretty much daily, and he'll like send me different ideas that he has, and I'll be like, "Dude, how did you even accomplish this?" And he's like, "Oh, we were just at Farouk's studio." I was like, "Time out." What? He's like, "Yeah, you know, we all just put in. You know, whenever we go on tour, we just, you know, I guess they put money together and." They got themselves a little backyard studio. And I was like, you young folks are going to be fine, bro. <laughs> They're going to be just fine. Young Y'all folks are, are finding be, ways. They are finding ways. They're like, we believe in ourselves. And so we invested in a studio. I said, oh, you guys are going to be just fine. You're going to be just fine. I'm very, I'm very. Um, and I'm getting into, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm now learning how the, that death metal comes together. They're not really death metal, so you know. Really? To you, yeah, but call it hardcore and you'll be more accurate. Okay, now I know how hardcore comes together. I did not know. And he sent me like lyrics and then I listened. I was like, oh, that is what you're saying. <laughs> I just didn't know. Did not know this at all. So I, I'm, I'm very, I'm enthused, with, even Barlito. I'm enthused with young people going out there, making music, doing their thing. Uh, I, I really want to know like, as time goes forward and you're able to make legit music on just an iPad, how many more artists are we going to have when just the, cause right now the new update to logic pro still, you can't make it on the iPad. They won't let you make logic on an iPad exclusively. This is super in the weeds, ladies and gentlemen, but everyone's saying it's coming. The a logic pro app for iPad is coming. What does that mean for creative people? Everything changes, dude. Everything changes. It's, I think more kids are going to be, um, you know, just making music. I mean, I know, I know if Maj was like, hey, dad, uh, can I get Logic Pro for an iPad? I'd be like, $199, and you could do your little your, your music in the other room, have a ball. So many parents are going to do that. And I think they're going to get some amazing kids that are out there making amazing music, dude. I have faith. 
I'm finding that more and more as I like research things that logic is fantastic. That's what we use, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to the show and we, except for right now, because I'm using Zencaster, but yeah. And I have a review about that just in just a little bit, but I think more people are starting to go towards different types of DAWs instead of logic. Adobe Premiere is one of them. Yes. Cubase is another one. Yeah. What's the other one? Um, it's right there. Ven- what the fuck? It reminds me of a snake and I can't think of the name of it right now. But what I'm, I like logic and, I, and we're using it just fine. I'm not going to go and change something. But I have been noticing that there are more and more of these things coming out now or being utilized just for podcasting. That's a lot easier. I think that logic is definitely something that's a little more towards the music. It's like, you know what I mean? It's yes. like it's made for the musician versus totally. the podcast. Like logic, if you go to a studio, it's either going to be running one of two things. It's either going to be Pro Tools. Pro Tools or Logic. Or it's going to be Logic. And normally what you're going to do at Cubase, uh, if you're using Cubase or if you're using... Uh, Reaper. Know, that's what it was. I, don't, I think I was thinking oh, Viper, yeah. but it's Reaper is what I was thinking. No one's really using like Fruity Loops anymore. Well, maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe they're still using Fruity Loops. Either way, they normally just would import from Cubase, Fruity Loops, Reaper, whatever, into a Logic Pro or Pro Tools session and then work from there. Only because... Uh, they just became an industry standard. Industry standard doesn't necessarily mean it's the best. It's just the industry. St- just like um, someone said, industry standard is more marketing. Like Final Draft, the way that that became an industry standard is marketing. Everyone started doing their scripts on Final Draft. But it, it's not a better program. It's just great marketing. Whereas Logic, it wasn't marketing. People just fell in love with the program. You know, Pro Tools wasn't necessarily marketing. It was just people fell in love with the program. And it just been like, I use this, I use this, I use this. Everyone used one of those two things. And I don't think, I think unless, I mean, unless they just discontinue Pro Tools or Logic or both, it's those are going to be it for a long time. Like there, it's a, it's, it's in, it's there. People are just, that's what studios are built around, Logic or Pro Tools. I've been using Logic now for probably two years, and I still have yet to like really get to the core of it. You know what I mean? There's a bunch of shit I don't know how to use on Dude. Logic. Tons. There's people, there's people that are pros. There are people that are on like the Logic Pro help forums. There are people that are professionals, and they still are like, did you know you could do this in Logic? That thing happens all the time. It's like, did you know you could just do this in Logic? Why? Because it's an endless, endless thing that you can do, dude. Endless. Why, you know, you could go for three days, eight hours a day, come back with a certificate, and that's just the beginning of you learning logic. Just like Pro Tools. To be Pro Tools, like, proficient takes years in Pro Tools. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, dude. The good thing is now, like, we didn't have, uh, like, when I started uh, Logic, I didn't have YouTube videos to help me with logic. I had to just read that fat book <laughs> and just learn how to make music with logic. Yeah, man. I'm so thankful for YouTube. It's so much easier now. Dude. Let people do the work for you. And then you just copy. Holy crap, man. <laughs> That's I how been... I learned how to do anything like mix minus podcasting, shit, cooking, fixing my washing machine, my car. It's all YouTube. YouTube is a G and there's still things. There is still a person that's going to start a YouTube channel today. When everyone thinks that everything's been done, there's someone today that's going to start a YouTube channel that's going to explode in the next two years. When everyone thought everything was done, this person's going to be like, oh, I'll do a this tutorial. Explodes. Everybody should, I'm, like, there's no reason that every person on the, well, not every person. We have some terrible people in there. Every good person on the face of the planet 
there's no reason they shouldn't have a YouTube channel. The only reason they don't is because they're embarrassed. They don't want people to see their face. I think that's a lot of what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't want people to look at me. I don't want to be judged. And I get it. That's but me. Everyone, yeah, everyone should have their own YouTube channel. You just do it. What well, are we the, have, what's we the have our own YouTube channel. It's just full of like podcasts though. There's nothing else that we've ever done with it. That's a lot of, a lot of podcasts do, do that thing. But I'm saying like the, Dan, like the Danathan's podcast where or the Danathan's YouTube video where you're just doing whatever you show people how to do. Today we're doing this. Maybe you get 37 views a day. That's 37. When you see, see people forget that these equal people. They're like, we only got 100 people, 100 views. I'm like, imagine those people in one place. In a room, right. All of a sudden it changes what you think of. Don't, just think of it like that. If 12 views, think of 12 people in your room watching you do something. You would be nervous as hell. You'd be like, what the crap are you guys doing here? Yeah, listen up, podcasters, because this definitely relates to you. Yes. If you see new podcasters, people, 120, 12, 20, think of those as people in your room. Think of one of those. Some of those people have been, are right now, they lost their jobs. Some of them have probably lost their jobs going through some terrible times. And they took their time away from whatever they were doing to listen to an hour of you waxing poetic on whatever topic you want to walk, wax poetic on. Every single one of those people. So if you only get 60 views for the rest of your life, that's 60 people that decided, I want to be involved with this talker's life. Weekly. Weekly? That's insane, dude. That is so out of this world that I don't, like for me, if someone was like, hey, Steve, I need you to play and sing in front of 50 million people, that's an easy task. I'd be like, okay, because you can't, they don't mean anything. It's just a crowd of insanity. So you're like, okay, I'll do it. If it's like, I need you to perform in front of these 60 people now you see every single one of them. And it makes you more nervous. It's just how life is. I can now pay attention to every single one of you. There's a reason that people work out their comedy at um, like uh, this, uh, the comedy store where you don't have 8,000 people there. Yeah, you get a small percentage of the yes. entire demographic. So you're going to get the people that are really into you. You're going to get yes. the hecklers. Yes. And you get, if it hits here, if it hits here, It'll hit everywhere because you, and, and it's, it's a lot harder. It's a lot more difficult to work at the comedy store than it is to be like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do it at this theater. Yeah. The theater's easy. You don't really know them. You know, there's a bunch of people. They don't seem like a thing. Whereas a comedy, every person's there. You look in their eyes and, you know, so dude, think about those 60 people that have dedicated their time to you. And even those people that have YouTube channels out there, there's 60 people that are just 12 people that are just listen, watching you, uh, you might be inspiring the next who knows to do something. Years from now, they'll be like, you know what? I was just watching this random video of Nana Pratt and it just inspired me to start doing this thing. And you'll be like, oh, shoot. Oh, he was one of the 12 people. Yeah. So maybe you, like Tupac said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the person that does the revolution, but I believe I will spark the mind of the person that changes uh, starts the revolution so it may not be me but i will definitely be involved though so keep so go out there make your freaking youtube channel man make your mark make your crazy looking mark man skip these herbs skip you know what i'm saying if let me tell you something if ice jj and bolito can do music you can freaking do music man what are we talking about right now what are we talking about right now <laughs> 
I actually had one more song queued up in case you're interested. Because uh, we were ta- we were going somewhere. We were just sort of talking about the way musicians find a way regardless. You know? Yes. Do you remember AMJ? No. You, I know you remember the song. Remember Uno, Dos, Tres, Yatato. Remember that song I was playing on the, on the podcast before? Maybe you blocked it out. Yeah, I probably did. I would. Well, he's back. And this, we were, what we were doing, we were talking about cultural appropriation. And I'm not saying that's where we're going to go right now. But listen to this. And tell me what you think. FB producing all the heat. All I got for whores, horchata. Blue flies, baby. Ay, 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 horchata. Ay, ay. I put my carne asada. Song's called carne asada. Horchata. Horchata. Put my carne in a sata. Mexican. But the pussy was wetta. Wetta, wetta. She take the whole enchalata. All I got for whores, horchata. Horchata. Put my carne in a sata. Mexican. But the pussy was wetta. Wetta, wetta. She take the whole enchalata. Pice a bitch call me papa. All I got for a horse or tata. Bitch, I ain't paying for caca. Trying to hit her or her mana. And that's pretty much the entire song, Steve. How do you find this music? Oh, actually, you know what? I have to I have to uh, give credit to Faya for that one. Because she's the one that also oh turned me on God. to the, the first song. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I got to show Steve this. And this one came up last week. So I've been holding on to it. I've been sitting on it for a while. I probably should just <laughs> kept sitting on it, actually. <laughs> it's so bad. It's bad, dude. But that's but the again, thing. It's like, and, you again, know, and I say this constantly. I'm like, you know, I hear these songs. I'm like, why am I not famous? Granted, I haven't put out anything. You know, I mean, I haven't created that's anything like part. that. Yeah, that's, that's the first thing. No, but that's seriously, what I'm getting at is this dude had someone that made a beat for him and he just pretty much just spit out the first thing that came out. And he did because I watched a video of him talking about it. He just kind of just finds a hook and then just goes with it. And yeah. people are making crazy money, Steve. Yeah, it, it used to be you had to be really, really no. Nah, I mean, you had to be. It, it slowly started declining, but then there was an uptick. Like in uh, '90s R&B, you had to be really good in order to make it through. You had to be crazy good because you had, you had so much competition. You had crazy. I mean, you had Aaliyah, you had Missy in there, Timbaland producing everybody's beat. You had Jodeci, you had Boyz II Men. Like how you had Mariah Carey. How do you break through without being insane? Like, even if someone said I was a one hit wonder in the 90s, I'd say, holy crap. You got a number one hit in that arena. Hey, one hit is fine. Without YouTube. Walk away with it. Without YouTube? That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But slowly it started it started declining where you don't really need. Now you don't need a, you don't need, you could even make a hit off of doing a, if you get a YouTube video. You make a song and you get a good dance to it that everybody wants to do on like TikTok. Game over. Game over, dude. If somebody, if some really talented, uh, gr- uh, like young lady figures out a dance to your song and does it, all of a sudden, your your song is a hit accidentally because someone just randomly made a dance to it. It's over. So you just never know what could happen if you put out your music. Somebody may make that Belito song huge. Humongous, dude. Hey, do you check Who out knows? TikTok? No. Have you ever used it before? No. Oh, I just started getting into it. It's not my platform, I'm pretty sure. But You're right. I mean, that's how it works. So someone makes the original recording, and then when you're looking at it, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're looking at it, you'll see a bunch of people that are actually just sort of lip syncing over it, mm-hmm. and they're getting more popular than the originator of that. That's it. And you just go to this little button on the right-hand corner, and it'll take you to the original link. And you're like, oh, that's how it got there but people take those and they run with them and you just kind of keep hearing the same thing over and over again 
and it gets in your head. It's an totally. earworm. Totally. It's an earworm that that that's just it gets into your brain, and next thing you know, you're humming it, you download it, that whole thing. And and like I said, I don't. I try not to listen to music. Um, I try to listen to music that I like, so that that gets stuck in my head. Because you know what I'm saying. Um, it's like otherwise, songs will get stuck in my head that I cannot stand. I don't remember when the last one was. But there were songs that just got stuck. I mean, the, I think the most famous earworm that I couldn't get out of my... I didn't hate the song, but I Love Your Smile used to be... It, it, there was a point where it got in my head so bad that I just like, I never want to hear that song again in my life. I never want to hear that song. I Love Your Smile. Which one's that? By Shanice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus, dude. Yes, I was like, if I ever hear that song again... I, and the funny thing is me and my my, uh, my friends loved the song until at a certain point we're like, okay, dude, there's something, there's something earwormy about this. It's like a, it infests your brain. Like that's, this is not a, this is not a good thing. I'm surprised they haven't made a freaking horror movie about a song that actually transforms people and people can't tell. They well, just think it's really catchy. You know, maybe one day. <laughs> Who knows? I'm sure it's been done. Let me stop saying that. It probably hasn't. Who knows? But um, yeah, that, that song used to be in my brain and I'd be like, oh, dude, I love your smile. It's just, and now I can't listen to it. To this day, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, golly. I, I just don't, you know, that's the thing is that I think this is going to happen with MJ and also Barlito. All it's going to take is one funny video and they're going to blow up. You're right. Good. You're right. Good for them, man. Good for them. I listen, I wasn't hating. I'm just saying it's it's uh, amazing what gets popular. And I think we just sort of narrowed it down to why. It's like YouTube and be going viral and just and the earworm factor for sure. Yeah. And it's very, very difficult. It also it's easily digestible. Like for in my opinion, I'm shocked that something like 24 karat magic got popular. I'm shocked. Because there's actually music happening in that song. I I can't believe that got popular. I can't believe. Um, so wait, hold on. Before you go any further, are you saying that you think that song's garbage? No, that song is good. I don't know how it got popular because there's music happening. Like legit music going on in that song. And like that other Don't Believe Me Just Watch, there's actual music happening there. Then that's why it got popular. That seems that's, to be the easiest thing. I mean, think about it. If, if people are... Listening to these little ones like we were just playing right now, like Barlito and, and MJ, and that sounds like that. If you get real talent and you start playing real music, you know what I mean? And, and it's freaking Bruno Mars. Of course, people are going to like, they're going to no, walk onto it sooner. A lot of it is too much. Like they need something easily digestible. That's why they go to that Barlito stuff because it's easily digestible. There's a lot going on. I'm sure there's some of that, but I think there are, you're not giving enough credit. Maybe you are but given enough credit to the people that do recognize talent immediately. Um, I, well, what I would be, you know what I'd be interested in is if Bruno Mars made it without the billion dollar push from an, a music exec. Barlito and them are making it without the push. This is just becoming popular because people easily digest it. If he would have put it on SoundCloud, how many people organically would have been like, all this music coming at me, I want to keep, or will they just go to something way easily digestible? Whereas if you have a billion dollar industry pushing a song on you, saying you're going to hear this every every 20 minutes on some radio station until you like it. Yeah, you're going to, but I'm very interested to see would it have happened 
as organically as Barlito and JJ and all these people that are just organically becoming popular. I think people want easily digestible stuff that they could just play. So it's, I think it's a very fun thing to figure out because I just think when Maj let me hear 24 Karat Magic, I was like, this is popular? This is interesting. That means like Ohio players and Commodores would have been popular now then. You know what I'm saying? That means a lot of people from 70s would. There you go. Maybe that's the thing. Again, we're getting back to like nostalgia and stuff like that that we were talking about a couple episodes ago. But like you talk about bands like Ohio Player and like that's familiar. The Commodores, that's familiar, right? That's shit you listen to when you were a kid or at least our age people did. So yeah, again, it's like a retro thing. You listen to that, that automatically is something that you go, oh, I'm familiar with this. Your mind's familiar with that and it's more easily digestible as you're putting it. And I think yeah, that's for, why people for, are doing this thing. Like, that's why things go in cycles. You know what I mean? That's why rock and roll for a while all sounded like it was coming from the 70s. Is there rock and roll now? What do you mean, is there rock and roll? Is there rock and roll today? I guess by definition, yeah. Really? I mean, you know, like rock bands, for instance. Um, Foo Fighters, let's just use them. I think they're a true rock band. I don't think they're true. a metal band. They're not. True. You know what I mean? That's a rock and roll band. So yes, for sure. I'm saying today, like someone that started today. Like I yes. would say. Uh, yes, there are there are a million kids in garages right now. Even yeah, with I'm the saying, coronavirus I'm just jamming it out. Like, what I'm saying is like, obviously people, I mean, because that means we would have to include cover bands. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't say garage people. I'm saying, are there people that we're going to look back to, not including the Foo Fighters today, that we're going to look back to like, say, uh, John Mellencamp or Spring, Springsteen that's just like, no, we just do old time rock and roll. Yeah, I'm sure of it, but I'm not listening to any of it, but I'm sure it's out there. Musical yeah, taste varies so much. It doesn't mean that it's not out there, though. That's true, but normally I would at least get a hint. I'd be like, oh, this guy's different. Like, I didn't like the, what's their names? The guys that sing, I want to be an American idiot. Um, Green Day. Yeah, I wasn't into Green Day, but I knew they existed. I didn't, I, I wasn't into, um, dun, 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 dun. I'm feeling it, but dun, 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 dun. whoever that was. Remember <laughs> that song? Uh, not I'm feeling that. this. Yeah. Um, I think it was Blink 182. Don't hate me if I'm wrong, people. Just Blink calm down. 182. That does not sound like Blink 182, but maybe you're right. I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. I'm feeling this. Anyway, um, I knew they existed only because it was like, oh yeah, they're, they're in the, I don't know anybody that, and I would think that if there was a rock band, they would be on a, like a popular one. They would have been on like award shows. They'd be like, oh yeah, this is the only group doing this style of music. So we kind of have to use them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, recently they had what the Foo Fighters on a, I was like, Foo Fighters? This is the group you, I love the Foo Fighters, but I'm like, that is the nearest thing to that style of music you guys can find. That's it. And I, mm. I think maybe it's just run it. Also, it's more expensive. When you have a thing that you could just record in your room with Logic Pro, it's more expensive to have to go to a studio to record drums, guitar, all that stuff. That's like a band recording. It's more expensive to do a band recording than to do your own, I program my music thing. So I get that. But I'm like, huh, I wonder if rock and roll is going to, like modern day rock and roll, I wonder if it's going to happen. I don't know. Like Foo Fighters are holding the, the uh, you know, they're taking the torch, but they don't really, they're not like modern day. They've been around for 30 years. Well, no, I don't know. Is it 30? 
it might be, dude. It's it's close. Matter of fact, I think Color and the Shape came out twenty six years ago today. Jeez, dude. I'm pretty sure it's twenty six. That is, they've been in the game, dude. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. And so I'm like, I wonder if we're going to get, are we going to get a Bruce Springsteen E Street type of group today? Because they're right now, today, a Bruce Springsteen is needed. Today. For a certain group of working class people, Bruce Springsteen would explode today if a guy came in talking about that mess. I'm shocked it's not happening. I'm shocked, dude. Yeah, that whole born in the USA thing right now today. Listen, somebody wrote that song. It would be humongous, bro. Now, I think it would bring out kind of a, you know, an interesting group, but still. Things just go in cycles, man. I'm not going to be surprised when we start hearing things that sound like Nine Inch Nails again, you know, or or things that sound that are a little more closer to like, say, Pearl Jam or Alice in Chains. I think that's good. That's going to come back really soon. Yeah, uh, old school hip hop is going to come back really soon. I think people are going to get sick of listening to this garbage about money and hoes and all that kind of shit, and they're going to get back to telling stories. I think that they'll still be around, but I do think there's someone out there that's totally fond of '90s hip hop. That's like, this is what we should be doing now. Just wait, it'll happen. Someone will come back out and they'll start telling stories again, dude. Remember, '90s hip hop was doggy style. '90s hip hop was the chronic. '90s hip hop was all that stuff. There's also a tribe called Quest. True, but who was the biggest seller? The biggest seller. Well, Wu Tang was that too. (laughs) You know, Wu Tang was that. According to the album, you let me hear. I was like, yeah, that was pretty much in there. You know what I'm saying? It's just they put a great thing over it. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean? It's like they were money, they were money and hoes too. Like Wu Tang was money and hoes. Cash rules everything around. No, no, no. I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drug dealing and and such. Yeah, they were that group too. They just put an interesting facade over it. We're like, uh. Now, mind you, Tribe wasn't. De La wasn't. Well, yeah, De La's first was 89. But all those cats weren't. I just, that's never going to go. Jay, Notorious, Pac, all of them were money hoes. DMX, all of them, money hoes. So it was not, right? Yeah. That's why why Jay-Z was like, is it, is it, um, is it, uh, he said, is it young girl lost or shorty owes me for ice? Like you can't do both. Which one is it? <laughs> like, is it, we want to help or is it like you owe me money? That's why Jay-Z clowned him. He's like, you can't do both. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Daz was on both fence. Same with, but same with Pac. Pac was Brenda's got a baby. You know what I'm saying? But he's also, uh, how do you want it? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And so I think now the only thing that's going to make something change is a brand new form of like a person just doing something brand new, which they're doing all the time. There are some amazing artists out there. What you showed me was great. Um, uh, Lennon, Lennon and Homeboy. Oh, the Claypool Lennon. That was fun. That was fun. Now, is it going to be humongous? I don't know. Because I'm not in that crew, but I know I liked it. I liked that song. That was the song I liked off the album. That was the one song I liked, though. But I was like, that is very, very Beatles-ish. You know what I'm saying? Even that, if the Beatles or the Beach Boys came out today, they'd be humongous. Today. Today, they'd be huge because they're so different. They're just a different sound that than, than is in there right now. When the Beach Boys came out, there was like nothing like them. You know what I'm saying? They created a California... That's, we don't know, like, the last person that created a California sound was Warren G. 
That's the last person that did it. No one since has created the California sound. He's the one that did, uh, you know, nothing but a G thing and uh, regulator. He created a sound, bro. We haven't had that since. I'm thinking about it. I think you might be right. That's crazy. And he gets no props. (laughs) That's why I wasn't like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like literally thinking about that. Like, hmm. He's the last one that created when we heard nothing but a G thing. That was the anthem of California. That was our new sound. That was it. Game over. Let's let's go ahead and put that to bed. That's Warren G. But do you think that it was the anthem of California? I won't even say California, but I see what you're saying. But like nation, dude. Well, I'm just saying West Coast. Yeah. It doesn't help that they're saying West Coast in almost every fucking song, too, though. You know what I mean? I think that's why we we identify it with that. If you take out the West Coast, would it be a California sound? Yeah, because uh, remember, it was like uh, they said uh, Jay-Z has a line in his album said things ain't been the same since Snoop came in and wrecked the building, meaning even New York was, dang, we wish we were West Coast when Snoop and Dre just bum rushed about, what, seven years where it was just nothing but them. Is it? That's what you heard in rap just took over and it was a West Coast sound. Which is why, I mean, it wasn't the East Coast necessarily that came back and took it over. It was the South. Outcast and all yep. of them Atlanta. are the ones that changed. They were like, oh, wait, what's happening over there? They were able to take all that, that, that you know, the huge crowd from the West Coast to, oh, my God, listen to this. Southern Playalistic was now a, whoa, this is a new sound, too. It was a, you know, and so we haven't had a sound since... Then and it sucks because California, we are a talented state, dude. And no one's come out with a California sound since then. There was even like a Texas sound too. Back in yes, the dude. Ghetto Boys. Yes, there was a Houston thing. Destiny's Child even coming out of Houston. You know what I'm saying? All these people came out of Houston. We haven't had that. Like the only reason we have superstars coming out of California is because we, Hollywood's here. But they don't have a sound. They don't have a sound though. We don't have. We haven't had a sound for years, bro. You got a point. I mean, back in the '80s, there was Bay Area thrash. See, I didn't even know that. Where you had bands like Testament, Metallica, uh, Exodus, uh, Violence. Yeah. You know, Death Angel. Which, as a matter of fact, you just posted something about Death Angel the other day. The drummer and the I coronavirus. Did. That that blew my mind. Yeah, I was like, that's hilarious. Well, he's the newer drummer. Like they anyway, oh, okay. but he is still part of Death Angel. But he's like a new guy because they started off. Back in the 80s, they were all teenagers, all Filipino teenagers, cousins. And that was the band. Yeah. And then, you know, people grow apart and whatnot. But yeah, that was kind of a trip. But yeah, there was Bay Area Thrash. That's what they called it. So you got a point. But if. Do you think there's ever going to be any fire coming out of like Montana? Yeah. Salt Lake City. It's not going to represent Montana or Salt Lake, though. They're going to look much different than what people. I I think it would be like R&B or hip hop. I'm saying, is there going to ever be a Montana sound? No. Yeah, I don't think I'm so. I'm calling either. it. I'm calling it. I think you're there's right. Not a, there's not enough people. <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough people. It's like me, you know, it, it's it's tough to get seven people in a room and be like, what's our sound? Like, I don't know. It's seven people. I guess we all have different. It's going to be out there. It's going to be like everyone has a different sound. Whereas like the bigger the city, you can kind of float, be like, all in all, this is our sound. Uh, I don't know. Like even if we talk West Coast, there was a there was in the nineties, man. Like Seattle made a sound. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Seattle was the spot from what I, you know, remember. 
all I heard about was groups coming out of Seattle. Groups coming out of Seattle. Rock or grunge coming out of Seattle. And I'm like, when you see the list of names, even though it's not humongous, but the names of people that came out around that time, I was like, jeez, dude. Like Seattle had a thing. For sure. You know, they had a thing. Yeah, exactly. And then my 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 uh uncle, he came out, he had a group called Nobody Cares. Uh it was um shoot, not reggae, it was uh what's that other type of reggae that like no doubt has ska. Ska. He had a ska band. He was in the ska crew. And so he like would hang out with like no doubt and sublime in them. And we were we didn't know who these people were, but they'd always do these festivals and he's like, ska's gonna be the thing, man. I'm looking up nobody cares right now. Did they not have anything that they released? No, 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 no. They haven't. I think they 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 broke up a while ago. But they just were able to see all these people blow up around them, which is dope. It happens like that. There are people that like, I'm sure there are people in the Seattle gr- crew that, you know, Nirvana and all these guys came out and they didn't they were like we knew them. It's just who who rides the wave. Um but yeah, Ska was a how big was Ska and then I wasn't aware. Oh, it was. Huge. I didn't know it. I, I used to go to ska shows constantly. Dude, I didn't know anything about ska. Never knew anything about ska. By uh, I was. It was just not in my purview. Now, what? The only reason I bring that up is because out of that circle, a lot of ska people exploded. So, like I said, Sublime, no doubt. I didn't even know Gwen Stefani was doing it for that long. I had no idea. I thought she just came out of nowhere. It's like no, they were doing it, dude. So you never listened to any Bob Marley ska? You're laughing, but it's, it exists. Bob Marley? Yeah. Don't laugh at me. I'm telling you the truth. Bob Marley was one of the inventors of that sound, bro. No, I know. But did he call it that? Or did someone? Uh, I think they call it that? like skanking. But is, is, what's the first yeah. letters? What are the well, first the, three the letters? Thing, yeah. The thing is, I was like, I wouldn't, because I know the people that came up with that word. I was like, I don't think they were, I don't think Bob Marley was involved with it. See, that. the music snob just came in. It just came out of you right now. Oh, you no. Right. I was saying, Scott, I was like, did that though but i get what you're saying i get it i totally understand rock steady was another thing they called it but skanking skanking was more like the dance with it but they like easy skanking was one of the songs but it all comes from that yeah that but i was like when you hear that dun, 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 i was like okay i get what they're i get it it's like a sped up i don't know i don't know what classified because i've called something ska and my uncle was like that's not ska i'm okay okay all right all right I, ju- I guess I don't know how to classify it then. I don't know what ska and what is. Don't speak ska. No, they just what? borrowed from the sound. I wouldn't even call no doubt a ska band. They just borrowed like the horns and some of the rhythms from ska, but they weren't truly a ska band. Yeah, that's uh, like <laughs> I make fun of. <laughs> He's gonna hate me. I ain't making my fun of my uncle because he always goes, uh, He does a lot. <laughs> <What? laughs> La dee da. Are you talking about Gwen Stefani? <laughs> no, my uncle. No, I know. Whatever but is he doing? Is, is he doing a Gwen Stefani? No, he's always sung like that. And I was like, it fits reggae or ska. I get why you sing like that now. Like when I heard him live, he was at the House of Blues, and I saw the uh, live video, and I was like, oh, it fits this. <laughs> it fits that style of music perfectly. But I still make fun of him when we're together. Bob Marley. Don't you look at me so smug and say I'm going bad. 
reggae? What's that? That's not reggae? No, I think that's more, it's more ska sounding. I think that's where they got their sound from. Hmm. Bands like The Specials and Madness. and Still sounds good. Yeah, it's great. I've been yeah, on a Bob Marley good. kick lately, dude. Bob's been saving my ass for the last week or so. He's, I think he's, he's one of the only people like from, he's one of the cats that wrote a song about murdering someone that actually was a hit and nobody realized it was about murdering somebody. Even though it's right in the title? It's right in the title. But never, <laughs> no one ever thought, oh, Sniff, he's murdering an officer. Hey, what was, was your like, introduction oh, to Bob Marley? Oh, um. I fully admit that mine was like a 101 type of thing. It's still my favorite Bob Marley album, to be honest with you, because, but it's a best of. It's called Legend. Legend. Yeah, Love that yeah, album. Yeah. That was my introduction to Bob Marley, man. And um, I still listen to it to this day. Uh, probably, truthfully, um, Stevie Wonder did a version of Redemption Song. And I went and listened to the original. And that's when I got into Bob Marley. Was that on Exodus or was that on? Uh, no, that was on Exodus. No, I think that was on Legend 2. of Ja People. No, I think it was on, uh, was it Catch a Fire? Oh, the original? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. What- but yeah, I, li- I went back and listened to the original Redemption song. And I love, I was, you already know, I was a Steve Wonder fan. That was one of the few remakes that he did that I liked the original better. Because I was like, oh, no, it sounds, him singing with just a guitar was beautiful. Um, now, over time, it became watered down because every, you know, surfer, surfer dude with a guitar, um, you know, that feels like growing dreads learns that song. So it kind of got watered <laughs> down since then. But, what are your um, thoughts on that? I, uh, it depends. There's, there's certain people that I'm like, uh, you know, some people might laugh at certain people. And I might be like, he's feeling that song, dude. Like that dude right there is feeling what Bob Marley is, is putting down. But again, it's become so watered down that you really have to pay attention to see who's just, cause it's an easy song to play on the guitar. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's one of the easy, it's, it's right above uh rolling on the river. You know, you can play both of those songs pretty much now, you know, it's, it's just an easy beginner song that everyone boom, 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 go, go. Right then they're like, oh, I know that song. Let's all sing together. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you're going to learn that song on a guitar. Of course. I By the it. way, that was off of Uprising. Redemption okay. song was off Uprising. He was like that dude, that dude, man, listen, he was a, he was a special, he created a sound of a nation. He had the sound of a nation. We don't have that. <laughs> no, we've we got a sound of the nation it. right now. It's just not a good sound. Uh, it's not a well. Do we have a like a like again? I don't even know if Seattle still has their. I know that they they have their roots where it's like yeah, we're the ones that pushed out these groups. But right now, I don't know if I don't know what state has a sound, bro. Except the South. The South still has a sound. They still have a sound, bro. Whenever I hear Southern rap, I know what it is automatically. You know what I'm saying? We talk about T.I. came out of there, David Banner, Outkast. You know what I'm saying? All these rappers came out of the South, and they still got a sound. Uh, uh, look at them um, freaking run the jewels. Killer Mike's out of Georgia. Yeah, that's like Georgia meets New York. Yeah, and it's Georgia, way- Atlanta sound with like a New York beat. Yeah, exactly. And it's still, it's very heavily Southern. Because just that's just how... Killer Mike wrote, I guarantee you, like, you're, you know, it's in LP. his delivery, it's in his lyrics, everything. Everything. And LP's going to make beats that cater to that, you know, style. he's not going to be like, I'm going to make a New York track that you just got to figure out. No, he's going to 
make a beat that caters to Killer Mike. Because even though LP, they're they're 50-50, you know, LP's a way, of course, better producer, and Killer Mike's a better lyricist. They both have their, their thing, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, Southern, all these people coming out of the South, it's just, we don't have, we don't have a bunch of, you know, people coming out anymore. Nowadays, you know, we have, a, you know, people that are still making music, Snoop, Dre, you know, all these people that are still making music, but it's not like they just recently came out, you know. Hey, man, I need you to explain something to me. I'm too lazy and I don't really care that much, but I am curious. Yeah. So that dude that, and I don't even know how to say, is it Takashi 69? 69, yes. Okay, what's this fucking guy's problem? Um, He's a, uh, that's what, that is what happens when you've never heard a no and you think you're invisible. That's it. He's never heard no and he thinks he's invincible. Well, what's up with this whole snitch thing he's doing now? Like, I know uh, he's known okay. to be a snitch, but now he's being a snitch towards like, did you see that about Snoop? Yeah, he's just, now he's just leaning into the whole, I think, number one, okay, there's two sides. Number one, he did, he ratted, he ratted on people that actually did something wrong, right? And, and for me, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, you might not want to hang with me because if I see you do something bad and a police officer is like, either you go into prison or you point the dude out, my pointer finger would have already been at you. Oh, that's why you got those scars. I see. Listen, listen, (laughs) I'm not going to prison. For a soul, bro. For that whole thing, I didn't snitch. I'm in prison, but I didn't snitch. Yeah. Okay. No, let me just okay. Let me just clarify. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I'm snitching too. <laughs> Don't even let me tell you when people are just like, ha ha, you're like Sammy the Bull. You mean Sammy the Bull that ratted on the freaking mafia because he's like, oh, I don't want to go to prison for the rest of my life. Those guys did it. Like, yeah. And then after he did it. A grip of mafia people started snitching, but like, oh, you can just tell, can't you? There is no written in blood thing that really matters in the law enforcement. Yeah, he did it. There's a reason people don't want to go to prison because it ain't cool. And anyway, so. Uh, um, that was a PSA right there, Steve. It, it's, snitch! Tell people, why don't you? <laughs> like, why not? Why? Okay, number one, say your friend killed somebody. You don't snitch, you go to prison. Regardless of how you want to phrase it, there's a killer on the loose. Regardless of the reason, there is a killer on the loose. And you have, what, proven your bona fide? Like, you're in prison, be like, but I didn't snitch. That's going to stop you from getting beat up? No, it won't. They'll be like, yeah, okay. Next. Snitch, people. Seriously. What do you think of his music? Have you heard his music? Uh, Yeah, I don't like it. But he's also like, he's also gotten in trouble with messing with a minor. That's for me. I was like, that you're bearing the lead. That's huge. You mess with a minor, dude. Yeah, that's huge. And I'm not talking about those who sift coal up from underground. <laughs> I was dating a coal miner back in Oklahoma. <laughs> exactly. Wow. <laughs> you know that's that would be a great who's on first conversation. Where it's just like, yeah, I was just dating a minor and just go from there. And how many different misinterpretations can happen in one conversation between two people? <laughs> Where it just starts there and then it keeps on going without anyone needing to clarify. You're like, okay, are we talking about this? Anyway. So, um, Did I ever tell yeah, you about that time I had sex with a minor? What? What the fuck are you what? talking about? Yeah, like what made you do that? I don't know. I just never saw a woman look like that. All she that was on her lunch on her- break? <laughs> exactly. 10 adults. I mean, what's the big deal, right? Okay. 
You had me there for a second. <laughs> or it, keep, it keeps on going. It could be like, she's on her lunch break. Where? Oh, uh, you know, that place right by that school. Like, wait. <laughs> and what made you concentrate on her? You're like, man, I could tell when she cleans up, she looks amazing. Yeah, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> so don't judge a book by its cover, bro. Some of these miners clean up real nice. <laughs> wow, I did not know Steve was that nice. <laughs> Gee, that could be a great skit, Jay. Call it miners. <laughs> that would be freaking hilarious, bro. I'm I wonder if someone's already done it though. It's not they're missing out on an easy, hey, this is almost a given. It's like something like Saturday Night Live did. They did one one time where it was the uh the cork soakers. Have you seen that one? I've never seen that. Hey, come on over there. There's like a winery place or something like that. He's like, come on over. I, I will soak your cork. <laughs> Talking about you have to soak the corks before you put them into the bottle. So everyone was here. My friend was here. He's soaking my cork. I'm soaking his cork. <laughs> everybody, everybody was soaking each other's corks. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> that is funny. That is actually clever. Wordplay. Do, 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 do. Hey, so the other day I said that I was going to, we're using Zencaster right now. And I did say I was going to give a slight review on it here. Yeah. Okay. First of all, before I go into this whole thing, what is your experience as someone that's not controlling things on the other side and you're just sort of talking into it? What do you think? Uh, my only, I think when I'm talking, when I'm thinking, when I'm actually sitting here talking to you, my only thing is I wonder how. Dan is liking the sound because I know you like your sound to be a certain way. I'm like, is Zencaster accomplishing the premier sound that you like? That's it. I can tell you that this is the clearest I've ever heard you. You know, like it's way better than Skype. Let's just yes. say that. But of mm-hmm. course it costs too. So I'll, yeah, I'll do my uh, review if you guys don't mind. Just in case any podcasters out there want to try this out. I did the homework for you. So Zencaster basically is, uh, think of it kind of like a Zoom. You invite people to it and then they they log on and then you have a show or you have your meeting or what have you. But with Zencaster, what's really cool is that you can, like when, when the person calls in or links in, they do like this health check thing to make sure that their microphone's good, which I thought was really cool. And again, Steve, you sound really good in my headphones right now. So I'm thinking that this is, this is a good part of it. Uh, there are some cons. But the sound is pretty impressive so far. I'm actually very happy with it. I do think that a good mic obviously makes a big difference. And also good connection speeds make a difference. So like, you know, if you if you have the capability of connecting to an Ethernet cable, it's going to put down like audio lag. All that goes away for the most part. Uh, those like when you sound robotic, when you're talking to people, that all goes away. Incidentally, do you remember us talking about the robotic sound when we were recording with Paul? Yes. Non-existent when I when I got the file. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, because because it hosts locally. Yeah, it's pretty cool how it does that. Now, the only thing is, is that if you have different connection speeds, for instance, we had three different ones. You were on Wi-Fi, I believe. Paul was on Wi-Fi. I was on an Ethernet cable. It does promote audio lag. So a lot of the, what's that mean to you guys? Most like, like when we're talking over each other, that's a problem for me. I don't like that. I don't like that in any podcast when people are talking over each other. It's one of those like, oh, okay, you go. That kind of situation. Uh, That's a little bit of a, a distraction for me. I'm still experiencing the distraction today because there is just a touch of it where we'll talk over each other. Or for instance, you'll say something and it'll take a good three seconds of four seconds of silence before someone answers you. All that really means is you can, you can fake people out and get rid of all that, but it does put you into a situation where you need to edit. 
So if you're not into editing, this probably isn't for you. But that said, the editing is really, it's, it's very simple. For instance, if you don't want to take out all the ums or, you know, little flubs or anything like that, and people just like to have that raw show, you can still have that raw show. The only thing that I would recommend would be to, because what it does is it records everyone that's, you know, like, let's say there's four people on, you're going to get four separate vocal tracks, both in MP3 and in waveform, which is really cool. And then it sends them to Dropbox for you. And then you just put them into your DAW and you just you just do what you got to do. If you're completely cool with the flubs and people speaking over, it's literally just mix it and go. And it's pretty awesome. And you just, you just put it on to like your server. You know what I mean? You publish it and you're good. That's great. I don't operate that way. I can't stand it when people are talking over each other. So I'll actually fix that kind of thing. But it's really not that big of a deal. Unless you just hate editing, of course, and then it sucks. But uh, let's see what else. You do need Google Chrome for this or Firefox. Zencaster is only working with those two right now. Not a big deal. It's just simply downloading an app and you're good to go. Um, there are two different plans with it. There's a professional plan and there's also the hobbyist plan. Now, the hobbyist plan, if you guys are interested right now, is act- it's actually free. And because of the coronavirus, you're getting unlimited guests and unlimited recording time. So... We're using the professional version right now, and I'll kind of break down what the difference is. But basically, with the hobbyist plan, you get um, you record in high quality MP3, and that's what you get. You don't get a WAV file; you just get MP3, which to a lot of people that's not a big deal. And then, of course, with the professional plan, you get all. Let me just tell you what you get: you get unlimited guests, unlimited recordings, a live editing soundboard, which I think is super cool. Uh, you record in high quality MP3, you record in 16-bit 44. Uh, 1k wave. And then of course you have 10 hours of automatic post-production per month. In other words, what you do is you send that to them and they clean it up for you. I don't need that, but that is a perk. The other one, you get the same thing, except you don't get wave files. And normally you only have like a limited time to record and limited guests. It's all pay-per-use post-production. So if you want someone to clean up your sound for you, may give you a little more radio boom, take out the background noise, things like that. You have to pay for that. So it's kind of hit or miss with people. But I think that as a product that we're paying for currently, I, I don't know how long I'll pay for this for, to be honest with you, just because there's other ways of doing it. But I think that as far as anytime we've ever had a guest on before, I think with Paul, we had the best sound. Like Paul sounded like he was, you know, he was using a different mic or whatever, but he sounded like he was with us at that point. And I think, I think that's really cool. I'm actually praising this. It's just a little on the expensive side, so I don't know how long we're going to do it, particularly if we stop having guests after the whole coronavirus thing where we were having regular guests. I don't know what we're going to do with that. But um, here are the cons. There's audio lag. And again, that can make for longer editing times. And it most likely won't affect most podcasters. But again, if you're like me and you want to fix those things because you can't sleep at night because they're there, that's going to be a problem for you. Like I said, the lag caused a lot of like interruptions with people where we'd all start talking and then everyone would be silent for a second. And then someone has to go, oh, you go ahead. And then you continue. Again, small potatoes, but you do have to edit that shit out if you care about that. And then here's the big part though. There is a chance that your files could be lost because what happens is when you're recording these, these are all uploading to a cloud, their cloud system. If for some reason something goes wrong on their cloud system, then your show is gone. So the way that you can prevent that basically is to run some other kind of software that can record you live, everything that's going on live, for instance, Audacity or something like that. Or in my case, I have a digital recorder, so I use the digital recorder as a backup right now. That's what we're doing. Just in case all the power went off, you know, we might lose our file with with a Zencaster, but we'll at least still have it with the the digital recorder that I have. The main thing, it's 20 bucks a month. So if you can afford that, go for it. If you're like me and you're buying a shit ton of, um, you know, different subscription services and things like that, it's making me have to juggle. I kind of want to keep it, but I'm not entirely sure I'm going to. 
But as far as just like a straight up review goes, I'm going to give Zencaster a 4.5 out of 5. I mean, I think with just the small little hangups, and granted, this is only the second time I've used it, but with the small little hangups, they really weren't that big of a deal for me. And I think the show sounds good and it's great with guests. So yeah, Zencaster, check it out, man. Nice, dude. That is a that was a great uh, review, man. Now I know a little bit more about the ins and outs of Zencaster, bro. And also, I think a big deal now with the free plan. Do you get the sa- do you get the uh, the um, sound effect? No, you don't get the soundboard. So that's the thing. But there are a lot of people that don't use soundboards. So if you don't use it, you're good to go. From what I've read, uh, the one good thing about the soundboard, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to use it is if any of you are thinking about doing a, either a news or an entertainment show where you want to play a sound clip and pause while you're doing like, listen to what he just said and keep on playing be like, okay, and pause. Yeah, that's not true. And then push play. That's big instead of having to insert the audio at the end. Yeah, it limits your you post-production know? like crazy. I don't do post-production though, Steve. Like just so people know, we've only, this is only the second time we've used this, but any sound that we're using is live with a mix yeah. minus setup. Before it was a bitch. When we were doing the word, all of that shit was post-production, which why it's usually why it took like three days to get the damn show out. But you have a laptop, iPad, mixer, and another backup recorder. Yes. If someone just had a laptop and I was like, oh, well, it's a, it's, th- this is a great for all in one box. Because then they don't have to have all that stuff to do the sound effects, sound this. Right. You have everything you need to do it out of the box. Some people need the in the box feature. That's huge. But a lot of, I don't know how many people actually do sound effects. Maybe not a lot of people do sound effects or sound clips. But if you do have like a bumper and you just want to load it up to your soundboard and you want it in the box, you don't need all a lot of other equipment. I mean, Dan just explained to you a pretty good situation. But again, it is expensive per month, per year. We're talking two upwards of two hundred and some change. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're definitely paying for the service. Make no mistake yes. about it. But the other thing about the soundboard too is that you know I've seen it, it records everybody's vocal track separately. It also does the soundboard separately too, That's which is tough. super cool. Oh, it does the soundboard separately. It's not on your track. Nope, it's its own track. Oh. But like for instance, I was doing a little bit of both right now when I was playing the music for you. That was still off of my iPad, so that goes onto the the main recorder's vocal track. But that was on the that was on spur of the moment. If yeah, you already know exactly. what you're going to like, if yeah. If I wanted to, to I could preload everything, but I don't really totally. operate that way because I just kind of like to go with the conversation sometimes. Which is why you'll be talking, and you'll hear silence from me. <laughs> I'm looking up something to put on, but yeah, you could load everything up. You can load up your your show theme song, your outro, news. Like you know, when we do the news stuff, I, I have that, or not the news, but the uh, contact information that's on there. As long as you're planning your show, you can do a lot with this. So it's really how creative you are. You know what I mean? If you're creative and you like to have everything set in stone and you know how your show is going to go, you have notes and you're going, you guys are going A, B, C, D all the way down. It's easy to work with that, but it's hard to do things on the fly. When you're doing the soundboard, is it a one push situation where you push it and you can play, pause, play, pause on the soundboard? Or once you push it, it goes until you turn down the volume. Thank you for asking that question because that's exactly what it does. It'll it'll go, it, you don't have to turn down the volume, but it'll cut out and then just sort of fade out. But it won't pause. So that's Ooh. definitely something that they can work on. Yeah, dude. So, no, I'm glad you asked that question because I, I think if we're going to give a review, then everyone should know these things. But that is a good thing that I didn't even really think about because I haven't needed it yet. But I have that on my, I use something called Backpack Studio and uh, you can pause. And then, like, for instance, if we're doing an email, or something like that. You can pause it, stop and comment on the, I keep saying email, I'm sorry, voicemail. Um, you can, you can pause it and answer the person's question or whatever, and then continue on. And I like that feature. That's something that they need to work on. 
They really do. I mean, especially if, because then that means all the soundboard is for are sound effects then. Precisely. If you're, yeah. So there's no point in someone playing a, if you play a long enough, if you're doing, you could not do a, a news podcast with that soundboard because when you have to play the whole clip, then retroactively talk about what they were wrong about. You want to be able to pause in the middle and be like, that's not true. Right. What he just, you want to be. And so, yeah, I, huh. Well, but again, it depends on what you need. That's a really good, uh, what you you gave was a good review, Dan. I appreciate that. Thanks man. But, but seriously, like, I think that's something that they could fix. If enough people complained about that, Hey, we want to have the pause capability. You know what? Just to be safe. Let me try something real quick. You're going to hear the, uh, okay. the, um, contact info. I just want to hear something real quick. Okay. So I'm playing it. Okay. And then I just stopped it and you could still hear it fading uh, out. Now, and, hold on. Yeah. I want to see. I, yeah. I think it just starts it over again. Oh no. Cause even if it did fade out and you push pause and you push restart, it would fade back in. You wouldn't be able to start it where the news clip was. Right. Yeah, dude. But that's an easy worker. I mean, like it's an easy, easy workaround, work- especially if you totally. have a system like mine. But yes. at the same time, if you don't have a system like mine, then you're, you know, and trust me, my shit's not fancy. It's just, it's there to do what I need it to do. But it's like, um, yeah, that's kind of a hangup. Yeah. And if, if you have an interface, you could actually just use your phone and then put an XLR cable to your phone and use it that. But if you do not have an audio interface, that's why Zencaster is so just like, <laughs> it's so easy because you don't need an interface. For right. It. And the only app that you'll have to download on your system is going to be Chrome. Or Firefox. That's it. That's it. You don't need to have anything else. You, you can just log on. Probably and go. have that anyway. Yeah, you probably have that anyway. Yeah, I, w- I would imagine. So yeah, that's a. It's it. I I don't know if um. It's such a weird thing that 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 they're going for. They're going for someone who has the money to pay a monthly fee for a, a podcast, but doesn't have enough money to buy the equipment needed to do everything they need to do. That's a weird in between because if you have the money to spare every month you would imagine that you'd also have the money to buy the stuff that you need to do it out of the box anyway. It's definitely a cheaper solution. It's just that these little hangups that we're talking about, that's where you're going to run into, into problems. Exactly. But exactly. if you start, let's say you're a new podcaster and you start off and you're using something like this and you haven't quite found your groove yet, you could form your groove around Zencaster. Do you okay. know what I'm saying? Totally. That's totally true. So it just depends on how flexible you are. But as far as just a uh, all-in-one app that that allows us to do a podcast that's pretty close to what we normally do i will say i have been distracted the last couple episodes because i'm all i'm constantly fucking with it there's you can see in front of you steve what's going on but there's really not a lot but i'm still i get in my head about those kind of things like i'm trying to how's it sound or whatever but like i said i just gave you the review and i think for the most part like i'm totally on board with this once you once i get past being distracted, looking at the the time running or just whatever it is. Something about this, I think it's just because it's different than what we normally do, is slightly throwing me off. But I could see myself getting, you know, like used to it within a show. Now, do you, so what's the difference? What are the pluses about using this as opposed to just using Zoom? No soundboard. Uh-huh. that I know of. Be honest with you, the first time I used, I've only used Zoom twice. Once was to record with Scott Studi on Tales from the Yard and he did everything. I liked what he did too because we were, he was doing screen sharing and stuff. So keeps you involved. Um, but there is no soundboard I, to the best of my knowledge. But now that I'm thinking about it, he did do sounds. So maybe you can incorporate your existing soundboard into Zoom. That I, I can't wax about it because I don't know. That's what I'm because I mean, the hard thing about Zencaster is 
I haven't quite heard anything that they're doing that another place isn't yet. And some of those other places aren't even meant for podcasting. All they did was like, we're specifically for podcasting. And it's like, but are you though? Because Zoom isn't for podcasting, but people are successfully doing it on that, on the free version. You just stop and then restart the session. You know what? I just thought of something. Yeah. I, I suppose you could do this with Zoom too, but okay, let's say we're doing our show, we're recording with Zencaster, right? And you have multiple invites. So like I can invite somebody right now to jump onto this show. Yes. That would be kind of cool if you wanted to talk to people, quote unquote, I mean, you're talking to them live, but that's yes. not, they're not listening to the show. So they could just jump on and start talking to you. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like a radio show, like if someone's listening to the radio and they're, they're want to talk to the DJ, say like Howard Stern or whatever, they're listening to the show as it's happening. So when they finally jump on the call, they can talk about whatever's going on in the show. I just think it's kind of cool that I could right now I could invite, I could just put it out on like, say the Facebook community. And say, hey, does someone want to jump on and talk with us? Now, it's sort of like fishing. Maybe someone will, maybe someone won't. But I think that that's kind of cool that you could do that mid-show. Just to, on you know, what? whatever. Just to get like a, whatever. Like to get a cold opinion from somebody. On what? On What What do you mean? On what platform? On platform, on Zencaster. Oh, can they listen live on Zencaster? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I think something like that would be closer to like, say, Mixler. But what I'm saying is... If you don't mind them not knowing what you're talking about on the show, but let's just say we wanted to get a, you and I are debating something and we need an, an outside opinion and like say Gail's not around or whoever, Maj isn't around. Then all we have to do is just put the link out there and say, we have a question. Call in right now, use this link and jump on and to, you know what I mean? To talk to us or whatever. And then we just get them off afterwards. Does that yeah, make sense? Totally. Oh no, no, I get it. But that's like, so you're saying just like Zoom where you could just do an invite and they can just- I imagine you could do that with it too. Yeah. But I yeah. just, I, I don't know enough about Zoom yet. Like the, oh, okay, the okay, most okay. we really did, most I've ever done Zoom was with you just the other day. Yeah. It's, it's, it, all it is, is you send out an invite in the same thing, link, and they just link up and now you see them on your screen. Now, yeah. what I will say is Zoom isn't as user-friendly as Zencaster is. Like Zoom, you have to kind of, uh, you know, put in this and- Put that in if, if they make it. What I do like is that you can have, uh, you know, codes where you can't get into the meeting without this code. And, you know, what I'm saying that's cool and all. But it's also you have to know you have to be a little bit more literate with, you know, online computers, stuff like that in order to successfully use Zoom for the first time. Zencast, you really don't. They click on and be like, would you like to record? Yes. Done. You know what I'm saying? And it's going. But like you said, the bad part is. Uh, you know, if you look at the, you know, people have lost their shows. Mm -hmm. However, like they say, you're not a podcaster if you haven't lost a show. If you've never lost a show, you've not, you're not a podcaster quite yet because <laughs> you're going to. We've lost some big ones. Yes. And so you're going to lose a show. That's just part of life. You know what I'm saying? Just like as a musician, you loot hard drive crashes. If you didn't back it up, there goes that song. That is what happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, you got to you got to just deal with that. But yeah, so far Zencaster seems. I will say, like I said, as long as you're happy with the sound, it definitely seems for you. It seems more convenient. Uh, I don't know. I, I I mean, I imagine it's more convenient for you because you seem to dig it. The price is the only thing that's really making me go. Do I want to keep this forever? But I yeah. spend twenty bucks a month on stupid shit anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's, I'm sure there's some dumb shit, some Uber eats, something where I'm going to spend 20 bucks 
when I could just yeah. be using it for that. So it really is just a matter of budgeting, I think. I'm tempted yeah. to try it, man. I'm tempted to, I won't, I don't think it'll, it'll go well, but I was kind of thinking about putting it up on the Facebook community and see if anyone bit and just joined us at any particular point in time today. Joined us? Yeah. Like if I put the link out on our community group and someone jumps on, oh, could okay, they do okay. it? It's more of an experiment than actually requesting to talk to anybody specifically. But it's like, uh, you sure it wouldn't mess up? Any, would, it, would it stop something and then start again? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think they would just jump on. I don't know how that would work exactly because yeah. we're already recording, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if this is boring people, but this is the kind of shit that we should talk about. Uh, we're already recording. So if someone jumps on, is their file length going to be the same amount of time? And then they just jump on at a certain point. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just silence while we record. And yeah. then once they start talking, it just, it, you know what I'm saying? It's all, it's in other words, the tracks are all the same length, but there's just going to be silence on one. Yeah. I wonder how many, and how and you said it's unlimited people you can have on at one time. Uh-huh. Kind of want to try it Zoom. to be honest with you. Same with Zoom. <laughs> yeah. But with Zoom, they have their, like uh, their pay subscriptions oh, too, sure. right? Oh, for sure. Because yeah, aren't you limited to like 40 minutes? 40 minutes. Oh, no, it's unlimited. I found out it's unlimited one-on-one. Unlimited one-on-one. Okay. Unlimited. Well, what they're doing is they're trying to wipe out everyone beneath them. And at this point, everyone's beneath them. There is not, at this point, now that the educational system is using them, everybody's just used to that Zoom. They should just call Zoom Skype killer. Dude, that's what it, it's everything killer. Yeah, it's going to I wouldn't be surprised like at a certain point like everyone's just going to go to Zoom. When you have like, you know, the Roots and Jimmy Fallon using a free uh, internet service, you know what I'm saying, to do their thing, yeah, it's going to kill everything. And all they have to do is make it a bit cheaper than everything else and everything goes. One on, when I, when I saw that it was one one on one it's free, unlimited, I said, "Up, oh, there it is. That's all they needed to do." They just needed to make it one-on-one for free. And game, set, match, dude. It's over. It's over. Especially the only thing, like for me, the thing that Zencaster has going for it is it's the UI is really, it was really, uh, um, really good. The UI is like cakewalk. And the soundboard, both of, and the soundboard is not worth it now because I see that you can't pause or do anything with it. Because, you know what I'm saying, the good thing about a podcast company is you could just have one account and everybody could use it. But if it's not doing what you would want to do on any given show, well, then it's just like, okay, so you're using it for, it would have to, it, that means it has to be winning on sound quality. That's it. Because everything it's doing so far that I've heard, Zoom does. That's another thing. Zoom, you can call in from a phone. Like you can use your phone, get on the Zoom app and you're off. Yeah. Hey, thanks for reminding me. That's another little con. If you like to do everything off of mobile, you know, like you're using your phone or like an iPad or something like that, they do not have that capability yet. That's a big deal, dude. Mm -hmm. Like that, if you don't have IO, if you don't have like an iOS thing where it's like off of their iPhone, they can just get on. How many people are exclusive on iPhones now? Or not iPhone, just smartphones. Yeah. Where they just don't have a laptop. Right. I'm like, yeah, if you want people to just say, call into the show, they can't. Well, I'll wait till I get home. They are working on it, but they don't have that feature yet. By the, uh, yeah. I, hopefully they get it soon because Zoom's, it's, Zoom's taken off. It's moving. I wouldn't be surprised if a soundboard does happen on Zoom. Or if, I mean, obviously there's an easy way of a workaround for a soundboard on Zoom. But, uh, dude, 
it's 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 gonna be tough right now, man. If I was Zencaster, I would uh, actually I wouldn't be worried about anything because people that like Zencaster is gonna like it. Yeah, this is what it's gonna be. But and I would it, recommend that they use some kind of a they get like a video capability to to like match. Oh, up there is no video. No, not that I can see. I don't. Well, I don't think that. I mean, do they have the broadband for that? I have. No That's idea. a lot, dude. That's a lot of bandwidth they'd have to buy. I, I honestly don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, Zoom has. You know, you know how much bandwidth they have to have in order to facilitate nonstop videos for the educational system right now. Right. That just means they have it locked. Yeah, I would imagine that Zencaster isn't making that kind of money yet. No, and I hope they do, especially if it's a little. I gotta look up their. I gotta look up their uh, mission statement. Um to see what they're all about. Cause sometimes if, if they're about like this, if they're about like goodness and they're just like, Hey, we're just a small startup trying to, well then I, I, that would even make me <laughs> move toward their side too. You know what I'm saying? Because if they're just a startup trying to make it in this insane world right now, you know, zoom is not that zoom is doing just fine. They're doing just fine. Uh, but if they're hurting, you know, I was looking to see if I can find a mission it. statement, but I can't. Not not sure quickly. Have anyway. one. Yeah, I'm sure they have a mission statement. Every company generally does. I, I'm sure Zoom's mission statement has been like, make Skrilla next. <laughs> <laughs> next question. And we are doing that. Zoom's promoting pioneers right now. It just depends on how creative you are. Like Krasinski, for instance, made his little show, some good news or whatever. I've seen other people do that kind of stuff too. But like, it's only a matter of time until we start getting to like Zoom game shows. Oh no, dude, whoever does, like if someone right now you started Zoom talk show or a Zoom game show, you're good. You're not going to have to do anything else. You're fine. As long as it's a legit good, like if you have enough listeners and the listeners will pop up on the screen and be like, all right, here's your, now here's the problem with Zoom. Uh, If you invite listeners uh, and one of them decides to like take off their shirt, there goes your feed. You know what I'm saying? They'll be like, oh, ugh, there's some nudity there. And you could cut them off real quick, but it's so wide open to pranks like that. You just get on John Krasinski's show and then moon everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the tough part. And people are dumb enough to do that. I knew people were dumb enough to do that when Howard Stern had people calling random places and just, what did they shout out again? Baba Booey? Yeah, they would just do that. They'd have a five-minute conversation and it turns out to be bullcrap. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this, it's so... I would think that you would want to actually, if you get a talk show, you have three good guests or, you know, people that you know, or a game show that you have three good guests, people that you know, and you do your game show. Oh, dude, you are going to be just fine. You go live, game over, dude. You don't even have to go live. You can just record it. And then every Wednesday after editing, just drop it. Yeah. Yeah. It's on its way. And I don't, I don't know if Zencaster can do, they might be working on it. But I think Zoom can do it now. Probably so. Like at this very second. So um, so being that you hosted last time when we were talking this weekend on Zoom, do you have that capability? Could you cut off my video feed if you needed to? Sure can. Okay, so that's cool then. So as long as the host is on top of the game, then it yep. shouldn't be a problem. I can mute you. I can mute anybody I want to mute. I could take them off of screen. Like you are in control of the whole meeting. You know what I'm saying? You can end it. You can do all that stuff. So yeah. You know what I would like to do? I would like to do our first uh, Zoom cast. Basically, it's a podcast, like just like what we're doing right now, except that you can see us. That would be perfect. Yeah, that's fine. Would anybody be interested in seeing that, by the way? Just seeing us, like a video version of the podcast. We're just sitting here. That's, we're not doing anything that's not crazy. That's fair to ask, though. You know someone will. 
I'm just curious. I want to know. Uh, maybe they like us better in audio form. Maybe they like us better in our ears than, you know, just staring at us. They want to see you, Dan. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Dan, that last video you made that was so heart touching or touching, beautiful, heartwarming. You, that was, I loved it, man. Well, oh, I can't say why I want to use Zoom more often now. Never mind. Let's just change the subject. <laughs> Uh-oh, I told you why already. X-rated stuff. No, 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 no. Don't see why you always gonna throw. <laughs> I'm getting a little sticky. You making me come out like a pervert every fucking episode. First of all, okay. Well, then what did you need it for, Dan? I can't discuss it because it's something that we're uh-huh. not supposed to listen. Yeah, oh. we know what you're talking about. No, no, no. You know what you're talking about. You want me to? You want me to give our plans out right now? Nope. Then don't. Then don't talk shit. Because you know damn well it's coming from good intentions right now. Yes. Uh, but yeah, dude, dude, I think we should do a Zoom cast. It would be totally fun. I think we should do all that stuff. Like right now, you know what's funny? I think it's an infectious thing because a lot of podcasts right now are doing what we're doing today. They're not on form. They're like talking about life. And I was like, I think people just want to hear that right now. They don't want to hear about, in entertainment news, yeah, everyone's locked down. and Yeah, nothing's happened. Nothing's happened, dude. Well, in politics, we know we are in a hellscape. We know that. We want to hear about someone else's life. You know what I'm saying? Even there are the podcasts I was listening to this week. And it just, I normally love listening to reviews. I just didn't care. I said, the world is burning and you're giving me a review over some bullcrap film. And the world is burning down. But on the flip side of that, Steve, I think that's good to have that, that continuity. You know what I mean? Because- with everything going on around us right now, it is kind of nice to go back to something that you know is familiar, that's going to stay on target, and it's going to give you what you, it, In other words, it kind of promotes like a normalcy in your life. When everything else is so crazy right now, you can always go back to a certain podcast and go, ah, at least I know that I'm going to get what I want here. So I don't oh, want to totally. knock podcasts for doing that. Oh, I just think oh, with no. us, like I think the thing that we changed mostly since this all started is we've been having more guests. Which is good. Yeah, and I think we do that because... Sort of like what you're saying, we don't have to talk about reviews. I, I've been really like enjoying getting to know people better, like having Paul on, having Christina Melissa on, having Shanks on, having Nan on. It's been really fun because we're just talking and it's not always about, well, I watch this and I watch that. So there's, it's, there's kind of pluses to both sides, you know? Yeah. For me, I just like to hear someone's life. Like, what are you doing during this coronavirus? Like now I know that you are like me, you know what I'm saying? Like we are not all crazy. You are like my, that was the one thing I loved about the John Krasinski video is he's showing that, yes, this is crazy. This is insane what's happening right now. This is out of this world. I'm not going to show you, you know, I was like, yeah, good. At least we know that, you know, he's, he's sitting at a desk with no pants. (laughs) Yeah. Because we're in a crazy time. That's why this is insane. And, uh, you know, the podcast I listened to, I, I think. Uh, well, they were trying to accomplish something, so more power to them. Other podcasts I listen to, they've just gone completely off script. It's just like, what the hell is happening in the world? Like, they feel like, hey, it's a zombie apocalypse, dude. This is crazy. It's going to go down in history as 2020, the year of coronavirus. Trashy. All the way to 2022. Oh, stop it. I think. Stop it. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. This is going to be for a very, well, as far as what epidemiologists say, and I trust them having gone to school for these things, they're like, oh, you guys, you silly gooses. This is going to be a long time. <laughs> it is going to be a long time. So, and, uh, but again, I think it gives you a chance to whatever. A, it's okay not to do anything. That's number one. You cannot do anything because your brain is processing this insanity. Two, if there's everything you ever wanted to do, well, now's the time. Now's the time to do that, their thing. 
Three, if you don't do that their thing, do not get down on yourself. Again, we are in the middle of an apocalypse. So those are three things. Just if you have something you want to do, do it. It's okay to do nothing. And if you do have that thing you want to do and you don't do it, don't get down on yourself. You're fine. Because all of us have that thing. I'm living right in between those two things right now. Part of me just wants to go full creative and just do something different and you know, really be ambitious about things. But then there's that other part of me that's kind of dealing with the whole COVID funk. I'm starting to come out of it, man. I had a revelation this week and I'm telling you. So I'm ho- hopefully I'm going to go more towards the positive side of things. But I was just sitting around listening to Bob Marley, dude. And I'm like, you know what? Everything is going to be all right. It might take a while, but everything will be all right. I think that we're just, how I put it was, there's a lot of ugly people in the world, but there's a lot of beautiful people too, right? And beautiful people can do beautiful things. And if we just kind of hone in on that and try to not deal with all this negative shit and let some of this shit just slide off of us and, and don't pay so much attention, turn off the news, put down your social media. Quit looking at what fucking Trump is saying all the time. And I'm talking to myself, by the way. I'm not talking to you guys. But if you, if you uh, are like that, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I've done those things over the past week and I feel way better. Like I had to stop watching the news, dude. It was making me feel negative. There was so much bad news going on. I'm getting frustrated with our government and everything. And it's just like, I don't need this on top of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> or that on yeah. top of this. I don't need that extra shit because it was making me stress out and it was changing my, my views on things and I don't know, man. I just, I felt like if I just unplugged from the news for a while, I would feel a lot better. And I started listening to more positive music and it just, it's really helped me out because I was falling, dude. I was getting into a funk pretty bad. That's what I've, I, you know, like, again, even though I read horror, horror books, yeah. it still takes me to another world. Sure. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it that's fine. Somewhere else. But when it's you're like, focusing I, on the horror story and it's reality, oh, dude, that's not it's, good. It's, well, I decided, I think, well, we'll talk about it next time. But I'm I'm probably leaving the United States. Probably <laughs> yeah. gonna leave. When did this When yeah. did this come about? Oh no, it's just time. I can't trust an um, an America that can vote in Donald Trump. That's how shaky our democracy is, and that is scary. I would be lying to you if I said that I haven't had that same thought. It's just I'm a realist, and I don't really see it happening with like up, uplifting my whole family and moving away. Yeah, you, no, this is this is gonna have to wait. Like for me, it's like until you know kids go to college and stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, it's time. Even if things are rosy, I'd say all we are is four years away from it. Not, and you know, uh, you know, my mom and dad are like, yeah, you know, if uh, I mean, they might go sooner. If if another four years happens, they're leaving soon. Where do they want to go? Oh, they were thinking about Ghana. Ghana. Mm-hmm. That's where Nana's from. That's right, because of Nana. Did they Nana know him? Pratt, <laughs> they know Nana, Nana Pratt? Pratt no. <laughs> According to him, they might meet a Nana, though. Um, I think, uh, yeah, they're, they're talking about leaving early. I don't know. Uh, Portia, I don't know where she'd go. I think she'd probably go to South America. And you'd go to Switzerland? I don't know, dude. I'm, I read a very interesting article, man. I don't know if I'd go to Switzerland. I don't know where I'd go. I might take, I don't know where, I'd actually have to sit down because I'd, I'd want to find out where the best upper mobility is, what's the best best rate in pay, happiness, all that stuff, where's the least class division. All these things have to come into play before I choose a spot. So I'm just breathing right now, uh, making it through, you know, just be like, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I think it's it's definitely going to be a time to dip. No, I hear you, dude. Especially... Yeah, it's especially since the world makes you so interconnected. Soon, no matter where you are, you're still next to all your friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is true. You know, you know, you're right there. Be like, we we don't see each other anymore. Be like, we didn't see each other when I lived in America. 
We never saw each other when I lived there. I might see you more now because <laughs> I'll fly out there and we'll see everybody. And so, yeah, at this point, you know, in the next five years, uh, maybe six, it's like, you know, by 50, I'd probably be like, all right, I've lived 50 years in this place. And I don't see the other world. And people used to always migrate different places, go this way or that way. Jazz musicians would always move to Paris and Germany. I was like, yeah, it's time for me to, because we're just afraid, fear. What does that look like? What if I don't find a job? What if this? What if that? They're like, yeah, but now with the interconnectivity of the, of the world, you can find a job before you even leave. That's kind of been my issue because I have looked into it before, but like I'm licensed in the United States. And a lot, you've heard about people that are like doctors in other countries and they come over to the United States and now they're like oh, taxi yeah. drivers. I don't want totally. that happening for me. So I, I really totally have to do it. some research on it or plan to go back to school or change careers, which I'm actually, I'm not necessarily opposed to it if it means moving someplace else and starting a new life again, you know, but we're on the ass end of our kids being young. And once they're gone, game on, man. Gail and I did not plan to stay in one place once they're gone. We're going to travel. Well, we're going to do something for sure. What if this, what if you hypothetically look what if you find a way to do what you're doing now and you it's like it's one of those things where everywhere i go i'm able to do what you do like if you're on if you if you're doing audio editing and living that way there's nothing changes in your that's life. what i'm saying i would have to fully change careers but the career that i've chosen i'm licensed in the united states i totally get that, and the thing is you never know what happens in years who knows what happens in year in in some years? You know what I'm saying. Like, I'll be real with you. I don't see myself doing this for my entire career. I don't want to retire doing this. Maybe I will, but I don't know, man. I just feel like now's the time for new things. Yes, you dude. Know? And, and yes, don't think that I that I took that whole uh, and you too, Favon. Don't think that I took the whole audio editing and contract and all that stuff. Just like okay, whatever. Trust me, I'm thinking about this, but. I have to go about it a certain way before I like jump. You know what I mean? Totally. I take that leap of faith. Oh, yeah. But we'll see. I just have to start. I have to do something. It's just like if I wanted to have a food truck, right? You got to cook something. You got to put yeah. it out there. Well, also you have a lot it. more to you have a lot more to, to 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 consider because with more stuff comes less time with family. right. Well, right now it would be easy. Yeah, but it's not always it going to be like be. this. Even if now it would be still one more thing you now have to do instead of chilling with. Maybe they wanted a night with family and you have to do audio editing because it's due tomorrow. That's going to happen. Yeah. And that's the thing is I, I haven't even planned out how this is going to work. Exactly. I don't want to yeah. overwhelm myself, obviously. So it's, it's yeah. you're going to start small. But I don't know. There's something to it, dude. I And I know I like to throw those things out every now and then, but I think this would probably be the closest thing that I could just jump into immediately and start going on. But you have to go through the baby steps and you have to put your name out there and you have to deal with all the the competition and everything. And like I was saying before, you know, there's people that are really into the whole, like the real audio engineering of it. The people that have gone to school that were working in radio and now, you know, maybe the terrestrial radio station closed down or whatever. So now they're working on podcasts, but they have that knowledge. That's something I don't have. And which is keeping me from jumping in. I uh, would gladly edit someone's show just for the practice. I did that for Nana just last week, but I need a little bit of a time to kind of build my foundation before I really do anything drastic. What do you, and you already know your prices. Do you want to say it? On, I, I on, don't on have prices right now. Oh, okay. okay no. cool, That's cool. what I'm saying. Okay. I, I'm still in the infancy. I have to do something. Cause if I just sit here and sit in it for a while and just marinate and never do anything else, then nothing ever is going to happen from it. You know, that's true. Dude, listen, listen, you're talking to the, you're talking to the prince of procrastination here. 
Um, I totally understand. I mean, there's that great poster of, for creatives that say, you know, we creatives have the best ideas ever and they all start tomorrow. Yeah. Tell me about it. I'm gonna call you pop from now on, dude. The prince of procrastination. I like that. Oh, dude, I am. I, I understand that I have to make myself do things. Um, but I like write, but I also have to take into consideration, like sometimes I'm at work and I'm reading, I'm like, I should be doing something. And I have to actually take myself out of that thought and be like, you and Dan did a podcast this week and you're uploading this podcast and you're, you did something. Even if you don't do anything else, you both did something. Right. More than a lot of people that have the idea do. So we are doing something. It's just what, what it is, is your, it's your creative mind saying, I'm hungry for more. You gave me an apple. Thank you. And I'm very appreciative to it. But I kind of want more, a little bit more food. Can you give me a sandwich? You know what I'm saying? And all you got to do is make sure you don't eat to the point you're full and you have no room for anything else. Like I just, I gave myself an apple. So maybe I get a sandwich this week and try to do one more thing. Because once I start eating the sandwich, I'm never disappointed. I'll be like, I'm glad I turned everything on. Good. I'm glad I did this thing. But it's about going and making it and doing all this to be like, just go, just do it. Just do it. I think every podcaster deals with that. Just not wanting to turn on the microphone or, oh, I don't want to do this today. I go through that so often and it it doesn't mean that I really don't want to do it. It's just this reflexive behavior that I have, this pattern of like, you could be sitting around doing this instead or "Ah, you're you're not in the right mood for or whatever. Like I said, and you know this about me, I get in my head way too much. But once I'm there, I'm always having fun. You know, I mean, I guess it's going to be different degrees of how our show turns out. I mean, Steve, you've been like on fire lately. (laughs) I feel like I'm a little bit lost right now, but no, but I'm enjoying it. You've been on fire. You've been on fire. You're always on fire. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you something about (laughs) episode 112. Steve Hudson, you've outdone yourself. You have. (laughs) How do, what are we talking about here? Listen, I don't want to get back into it again because that would be show three, but Uh all the kangaroo fighting, the the (laughs) lone stuff, that's all you, man. You and Paul stole the show last week. Dude, listen, here's the thing. I'm just giving you credit. I know. I know when I'm good and I know when I'm not. Thank you. And I, I think, you know, it's been disappointing. I'll, I'll tell you the real. I think I have been shown to be underestimated, Dan. Here we go. I have been shown, because here's the thing. Here's the problem. Folks ain't seen me throw them things. That's, and I, and I, so I can't hate on it. When people are like, ah, ha, ha, ah, ha, ha, you ain't going to be no ha, ha. When they're doing that, I get it. Because you haven't seen me throw them things yet. So I got to make a video in the next few weeks of me throwing them things. I have a lot of dangerous things. I'm going to throw them things against my bar. I'm going to throw them things against my shade cell post, my willow tree. So you can see what type of problems I can present to living things. So I can show y'all. Then you'll be like, oh, well then, yeah, if he can do that. Send it to me. I'll put it to music. <laughs> It'll make you look twice as good. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I mean, look, I, I love Steven was like, he's like, um, uh, was it Steven? It might not have been Steven. Someone was like, I want a list of different animals you can beat. Was it Paul? Anyway, um, uh, uh, um, they're like, I, I want to see a video. It could have been Rob or Adam. Anyway, um, I want to list. I should just start listing everybody in the... <laughs> Um, uh, they're like, we want a video of, of, or a, a, a thing of every animal. And if you think you can beat it, 
And I was like, I really started thinking about that. And I would do it. I just don't think people believe me, Dan. I just don't think they would believe me. Well, I'm a big like believer in talk is cheap. So I should so you just, can just find you can just way. you can just flap your lips all you want until you actually show me that I could that I could beat certain animals. Yeah. Oh, you're always talking about these hands. Show me. Oh, gee, you don't want them hands. See what I'm saying? Then I don't believe you. No, I'm going to show you what I'm, I'm and I'm even going to do you a favor, Dan. By the way, Bruce Lee said it best. Boards don't hit back. So you can hit those trees True. all you want to, fool. <laughs> you can hit them all I you actually, want. You know what? But the tree I, will never punch back. I think I like Mike Tyson's better. What's that? Everyone has eat a plan your children? until they get. No, he says everyone has a plan until they get socked in the mouth. Someone was like, "I got a plan for Mike," and Mike was like, "Everybody does until they get punched in the mouth." This is true. <laughs> I was like, Words he's right. <laughs> and so when he punched that dude in his mouth, dude was like, "Oh, you hit that hard." Okay. But yeah, uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna actually have to get out there and show you the correct way to throw a punch. What I'm gonna do, because people keep on thinking that I'm gonna stay within fighting range uh, uh, of the kangaroo when it's just a jab situation. I gotta lift that chin up, cat, 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 yeah, gal. Game time, sixty minute round. Let's call it sixty minutes with a kangaroo. Yeah. Fuck off, you're crazy. I'm not even going to entertain this anymore. Okay. Okay. And not until you show me a video. And even then, boards don't hit back. I didn't know they were called ruse. I had a pair of shoes called ruse when I was a kid. Scattered in ruse. Yeah, you could put like your lunch money. You had a zipper. Are you kidding you me? Put your lunch- Fuck, it was the coolest thing ever. That's why I had to have Oh, it. I remember those. I needed shoes with the pocket because I could put my quarter in there. Because, you know, back then you just get, you want to get some milk or something. It's like a quarter. Hey, did you have the full on uh, pajamas too that covered your feet? I recall having a pair, but I mean, not since, not since childhood. People are into oh. that shit now. You can go to Target and they got them. Look at me. I'm just sitting here dressed like Chewbacca. Do you wear pajamas to bed today? No. Now? Pajamas okay. by definition? No. Okay. Usually I, it's some just Some people a, I know have a full on set. Nah, for me, it's like a pair of shorts. I don't usually do the in the nude or in my underwear thing just because small house. Yeah. I, yeah, but you're, it's in your room. I understand that, and sometimes I do, but most of the time I just have a pair of like track shorts on or something. Look at this track short wearing cat. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> okay, that's a fair. That's a fair thing. I wonder because I remember pajamas? back in the um no, um I I only I go in my birthday suit, hammy. I've been there too, but again, I got kids. So do I. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> You don't have a girl. True. Is your bathroom outside your room? No, we have one of those. So what? We do have you a master think, bedroom. So what do you think is going to happen? Um. Okay. So okay. let's say I'm right. I'm laying around, chilling, chilling, like yeah. you know, like a letting king. it breathe, letting it breathe, letting things I mean? breathe out and air out, right? Yes. And then, like, all of a sudden, I hear, woo, 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 woo. Like, my, my, that's, by the way, that's my impersonation of a car alarm. I hear that. Yeah. Or someone's trying to get into my house. I'm either going to have to fly at them naked or yeah. find my clothes, you know? Yeah. And that's a thought. I'm, that's a decision I'm going to have to make as it's happening. Yeah, that is the most. I, I literally thought you were not going that far with it. I thought it was some sort of rational. That is rational. Word. That is not where Why I'm is it not rational? I like to be prepared. I understand that, but A, 
the likelihood of your house getting broken into is so small that it's not even worth it. Check this out. This is a true story. So I can't remember the guy's name, but it was a, this lady that I used to work with her best friend, like her, you know, her husband's friend and they'd always go hang out and everything. Right. Yes. So she's telling me that one night they're laying in bed. He also slept in the nude and Mm -hmm. someone tried to get into his daughter's window and rape her. And he had to, he had to run through the house naked the dude jumped out the window. This homie jumped out of the window naked and beat this dude to a fucking pulp right in his right on his lawn. So it's yeah. possible. Sure. A lot of things are possible. That's true. That's that same your bullshit life- you tell me about. Oh, well, don't, you know, you're, you have zero chance of getting bit by a shark in the ocean. Bullshit. There's, I'm saying, I didn't say zero chance. You I'm said it was like so, super low. It is. So, do you know how many other things are more likely to happen to you? Yeah, in no, no, life? I don't want any of it. I totally get it. I just didn't know the reason you didn't sleep naked is because you thought you have to have to uh, bust a Jason Bourne. You on asked me a that, question, and I'm just giving I you an did, answer. That's what I'm saying. I I didn't expect. It's that. not like it's my you philosophy. Give me a chance to be shocked by it. I didn't know it was going to be like. Listen, I don't sleep naked because I think that perhaps a lightning bolt might hit See, the now you're roof of my house, again. and then how do I go and call the cops? I don't know how to do this, so I have to go outside. I have to rewire my electricity. Am I going to be naked? No, I have to find... I'm like, okay, I didn't know it was going to be that. And it wasn't. I thought it was just going to be... It wasn't that. It was just one of your ridiculous <laughs> anecdotes. <laughs> that at all. Dan, be coming up with some stuff. You, that was you. <laughs> that was, none of that was mine. I gave you a story that actually happened. People, listeners. Jesus Christ. Do you sleep bucking naked? And if you don't, why don't you? Understandably, if you don't have a master bedroom, totally get it. Kids, I feel you. But if there is a my main reason, by the way. Kids? Yeah. What if I get up, I'm sleepwalking. And and I I didn't know you sleepwalk. It happens. I'm not saying I'm a sleepwalker, but I'm just giving you a hypothetical situation. Maybe have you ever sleepwalk? uh, Yes, I have actually. Okay, well then there is a but I'm not That's like a sleepwalker. It's not like, oh, you got to watch out for Dan. He's a sleepwalker. But I mean, I took a, like, okay, I took an Ambien one time. I don't take Ambien, but I did take one one time. Yeah. Woke up in the middle of me just eating the shit out of a jar of Skippy. Like I felt sick the next day because I had so what? much peanut butter in me. Does that mean you're a sleepwalker then? I have sleptwalk, but it's not something I normally do. I know, but I'm saying you are a sleepwalker. By definition, okay, well, I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, again, okay, well, so, then that's a better reason. Okay, I'm, well, again, you just asked me and I wanted to give you an answer. That's the first thing I came up with. But now that I'm thinking about it, that's another reason. I have that reasons. That seems like the most obvious reason. Okay, well, I have reasons. It's like if I asked you, would hey, you, you want you to get up in anymore? the middle of the night? Okay, yes. you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Let's, mm-hmm. Okay, you're Maj. Yes. Do you think Maj wants to get up in the middle of the night to see his dad buck ass naked in the, in the uh, refrigerator? Not at all. Exactly. That's why, that's a rational, I'm surprised that wasn't the first reason. It took me a second to get there. I sleepwalk. But I don't (laughs) normally sleepwalk. So I'm doing like one instance in my whole life. So I can't call myself a sleepwalker. I have sleptwalked before, yes. But that was also under medication and stuff. There are people that do this shit every night. Matter of fact, Gail is one of those people. Gail sleepwalks. It's the equivalent of me asking like, hey, why don't you like flying in planes? Well, you know, sometimes I get in a plane and I tend to sneeze a lot. I'd be like, well, that's not a good reason. Be like, and also the last five planes I got into exploded midair. I'd be like, that probably is a better, that's actually a better reason. Hey, I'm just working oh, yeah, I didn't out think my about thoughts that. I did not th- <laughs> amidst the conversation, though. That's all. 
If you that, like, next time you ask better. me a question that's ridiculous, <laughs> I could just pause the show until I give you an answer. How is that ridiculous when I'm like, why don't you sleep bucket naked? That's a bucket ridiculous naked? question. Bucket naked. <laughs> bucket naked. Buck? What? Bucking. 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 Bucking naked. No one like says buck? that. Yes, it is. Bucking bucket naked? naked? No, it's buck yes! naked. Yes! It's bucking naked. All right. Fucker. I'm going to the internet now. Yes, go. Okay, I might be Google. wrong, but I'm I'm looking. You, here, okay, hold on. Maybe I gotta look at that too. I didn't invent it. Buck naked. Buck naked. Buck naked. Buck naked. Now, how are you spelling bucking naked? Hold on. Bucking. You can say fucking naked. <laughs> you know why I say it? Bucking naked. Hold up. Let's see. <laughs> bucking naked is a uh, song by Ronnie Miller uh, from the movie Pimpula. I kind of want to hear it now. You know where I got it from? I got it from, uh, now I see. No, Bernie Mac says it too. Don't make it right. Bucking. I know, but we've always said bucking. You know what? It might have been from Atlanta. When I lived in Atlanta. <laughs> it might have been from there. I got to hear what bucking naked sounds like real quick. It might be terrible. Let's see. It's going to be terrible. From the Pimpula soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Not what I expected. That's Bernie Mac saying it. That's Bernie Mac. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not buying it still. Just because I, someone I, I put it on a song doesn't make it official. That is definitely not where I got it, but I feel you. Pimpula. Here's the thing. Have you seen Pimpula? No. He's a pimp. He's a vampire. He's a pimpula. That's the guy. I kind of like that. That's the slogan. Even though there's been a blackula, so you kind of. Did you ever see blackula? I have. It's terrible. It's not bad. I used to love watching all the black exploitation films, man, and just like getting Especially drunk. Especially with Pam Greer. Mm. I love all that shit. Black Belt Jones. Yeah. Black Belt Jones was a good one. Uh, never got into him. Oh, so I never got into Kung Fu films. Never? Uh, I used to like Bruce Lee, but I never was into him the way everybody else was into him. I just thought his nunchuck skills were crazy. Did you watch Black Belt Theater on the weekends? No. Yeah, I didn't really. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would. It's just, I, I, and I, and I, the thing is I can appreciate the amazing, I think the time that I was just like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like this when, when Jackie Chan started becoming popular and I saw him do his own stunts and I was like, I've never seen anything like this before. I didn't know people could do this. I thought you had to get some sort of, like, I didn't know people could just jump from one building to another risking life. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Then Tom Cruise said, hold my crazy. book of Dianetics real quick. Let me show you what's He's, up. He still hasn't quite gotten to Jackie level. He still hasn't quite gotten to Jackie level. Jackie was a little bit, he, I mean, there's some of those, some of those things he did. You're just like, dude, dude, what are you doing, man? When he jumped from a roof to a balcony ledge, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why do that? And so, yeah, that's, but other than that, the Kung Fu, I never, and I, uh, I never really got into the, the, the whole thing, but all of my friends, every single one of them, which is why I know that Bruce Lee quote is because my friend, if I accidentally said a word in that quote, like I'd be like, I don't know what you're looking at. He'd slap his hands together, be like, don't look at, he'd automatically go, if I said a word in those quotes. I'm like, dude, y'all need to quit quoting Bruce Lee, G. Mm. They loved him, man. They loved him. I don't know about that. What? I don't know about any of that. How deep? 
They loved him. I didn't. I'm just I was kidding. Cool, I loved Bruce Lee. I was the I was the cool kid. You know what I'm saying? Legend you in your own me? mind. Bro, like I have a feeling that you were told a lot when you were a kid. My little prince, my king, my prince. Every, no, I didn't get that. You're the best at everything. I I, sure I, I can totally see that happening. I thought and that's why I, you I have this skewed me. version of reality now. I, I my mom to told myself. me I can do all of this stuff. <laughs> no, my mom was like, "Yeah, you need to temper your expectations," and I just never did. And I always the thing is, I was often disappointed, but on the times that it met my ex- expectations and exceeded it, it was worth it. It was way worth it. I'd be like, "Oh my god, it was better than I could have ever imagined." Like if I would have tempered my expectation for Hollywood Horror Nights the first time I went, I would have it would have just ruined the moment. I had high expectations and then it exceeded those expectations and I was on a high for like a month. I said, I've never been scared like that. I screamed. This is amazing. You know what I'm saying? God, I wish I, I had never audio. My exp- I wish I would have gotten better audio from when we went that one time. Your it, screams it were so, fantastic. Oh, was, and the thing is people that are trying to be cool, just be afraid. Be scared. Oh, there's not going to be Halloween Horror Nights this year. There's not going to be anything this year, Steve. That's the most important thing. Unless you live in Georgia. Georgia on my mind. Georgia's on my mind lately. Bunch of, never mind. <laughs> yeah, listen. Here's the thing. I think there's going to be something, uh, you know, they're slowly trying to open up California, which is ridiculous. You know, Gavin was like, yes, we do have rising numbers, but I think we could open up. I was like, you were doing so well. You were doing so well until today. Like what? It's money. It's money, dude. Of course it's money. It's money because we have rising places everywhere, rising cases. But the thing is like- It is. But I have a feeling you'll kind of disagree with me on this, but it's like, I get where some of these people are coming from. There are people that are losing their their oh. businesses that have been multi-generational. Someone yeah. just got off their feet and started making, you know, whatever, opened up a restaurant, whatever. Mm-hmm. Someone just yeah. got off their feet and that's been taken away. So I get the frustration. I it's totally how people are handling it. That's the worst. Exactly. I, I mean, do you see that the clip of the black dude that owns that chicken shack in Georgia? No. Or, okay, so he has a chicken shack and he was like, he was talking to a reporter and the reporter was like, so he's like, I kept it open. I kept it open for a long time. He said, but guess what? He's like, when they were losing money, I wasn't tripping. When they were talking about wearing masks, I wasn't tripping. He said, I closed up when they, when Disneyland closed, I closed. And he's like, when are you going to open? He said, when Disneyland opens. He's like, I'm not opening my chicken shack until Disneyland opens. Because that's when I know people are going to be safe. I was like, oh, that's so smart. He's like, I'm not going to play this game. Yes, we're hurting, but I have a granddaughter and I have a daughter. That if I get sick, they could get sick. I hear what so you're when saying. Disneyland opens, I'm going to open. I, I hear what like, you're saying, but I'm just saying that it's 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 very easy to 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 say that when you're watching it from the outside. When you saw this one particular video, you know what I'm saying. I'm not. All I'm saying is, I don't agree with people getting in the police faces and and protesting and all that kind of shit. But at the same time, I understand because I people are losing them. their lives. It's, it's okay. You don't have to, but people are losing their life. Their their livelihood, their businesses, they're losing their homes. It's, it's a fucked up situation. So I get it. But like going out there and just going to the beaches anyway, that's the stupidity part. But people but being saying, like, frustrated are, about their businesses and stuff, I, I totally get that. It's very easy for someone. Were, hold on. It's very easy for someone like myself who is benefited and has a job to go to every day and to achieve some sort of normalcy to be like, eh, yeah, yeah, I think they're, you know, they're getting carried away. But we're being fed, Steve. If we get sick, we can go to the doctor. If our family gets sick, we can take them to the doctor. 
Mm-hmm. If we need medication, we can get the medication now without having to spend thousands of dollars for something like that, for some name brand that they don't make in generic or whatever. So you have to think about those things. There's a reason why people are frustrated. Again, I totally agree with why they're frustrated. It's just that the way that some people are acting out, that turns my stomach, especially because they're using it for petty things. Like for instance, <clears throat> excuse me. Now this is national news. So I, I know people have seen this, but like the whole waffle shop thing, which happens like right down the street from my house, it's ridiculous. They're still mm-hmm. putting up signs and everything. People are acting fools. They're getting into police, into police officers' faces and things like that. You can't do that. It's not going to make anything better. It's just going to make you look bad. But I understand okay, your here, frustration. Now here's the thing. Um, and I think it's a common mistake, in my opinion, uh, paying attention to the signs that they were holding at these different protests. Yeah. It's a common mistake for people to assume that they have completely uh, okay. They, they, they're, 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 their reasonings are pure because you just said, I totally understand their frustration. And I've heard this before. Um, but when you have the, um, when you have assault weapons, their frustration. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. When you, have confeder- when you have Confederate flags, right. you think that their frustration is pure. You think they're really mad at, oh, they're frustrated purely. It's yeah, but, just but you are putting it down business. into, no offense, but you're not even an offense. I just didn't mean to interrupt you, but you are kind of localizing that to one particular demographic, the white right. And yes, okay, I don't so, agree with how they're, no, you should not have assault rifles out if you're demonstrating. You shouldn't. They're doing, I get it. It's motherfucking have right. There been, have there been black demonstrations? Have there? I'm not sure. I'm asking, that's what, but you're saying that. The thing is, if the if the frustration is pure, we should be the most frustrated because we're dying at the highest rate. So if the frustrations were pure, it wouldn't just be a certain demographic during doing these. Um, and so for uh, but doing I think I think protests, we're I so think we're on the same the note. Protests, though. But you're saying the protests. I understand their frustrations. I don't because I don't think their frustration has no, anything no, 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 no. That's do. not what I said. I'm not understanding you, the protests. I understand the frustration behind it. Like in other words, that's what I'm saying. You said you understand the frustration. Yes, exactly. I don't think their frustration has anything to do with oh, these people are just the um oh, we're sick and I can't pay bills. But you're also you you're every, also you isolating every, that to the white right. And I'm not saying that I'm using another where are the other protesters that aren't that I'm not talking about protesters, Steve. I'm talking about frustrated people. I'm not talking about protesters. You're fixated on protesting. I guess I mentioned it, but I'm talking about. Yes, you did. You put them in the same. You said I understand their frustration. I just don't agree with them doing this. I don't agree with that. But I understand that I understand that people are losing their jobs and they're losing. Trust Mm -hmm. me. You know why? Because if I'm going to put it out there, we're experiencing that shit right now. I'm watching frustration happen. So to say that I don't understand it would be stupid. I don't understand people acting fools going out with their guns and fucking picketing restaurants and shit. That's ridiculous. But the frustration is there. I have seen people that I know that will re- remain nameless that have pretty much dropped out of society for a while because they're dealing with depression from all this shit. Totally. It's a very real thing. So it has well, nothing to do with the protest. It's, I'm just saying, like, I don't want to spin it that way. I'm just saying that I understand the frustration. That's it. And I think that some of the way people are acting is ridiculous. And if yes, if you want to isolate it to like the right white, excuse me, the white right, then yeah, that's fucking, it's, it's asinine. It's dumb. It's, it's, and it's all for the most part Trump based, if you ask me. But no, I mean, just I'm watching someone very close to me, very, very, very close to me on the verge of losing their job. So believe me when I say I understand the frustration Mm -hmm. because it's going to affect me directly. Yes. 
I still feel like you're not dis- you, like you disagree with me, but that's okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just letting you finish your thought. That's it. That's my thought. Yeah. Okay. And nothing that's more. It. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's it. So that I was just letting you finish your thought. I'm done. I didn't want to be like. I didn't want to be like uh, uh, anything. Okay. There it is. There. That's all. What is that? What's nothing. there? Uh, uh, I feel yeah. like you you disagree with me, and that's okay. I don't disagree. I don't. Di- I don't think it, it's not a disagreement. I I think. Um, I think that if you're not directly experiencing it, it's very easy to just go. Eh, you know what I mean? That's that's how I feel. But but it's happening in this, in this situation. Uh, totally. I think. I think. I also think it's a. It's a. Um. Yes, seeing people frustrated is yeah it's it's um um i don't even know how to i i I probably wouldn't i wouldn't go too political here so i would just leave it at that yes people are frustrated i would leave it at that i think there's a lot of stuff under underneath that that people are noticing now that it's happening to them well explain i'd like to know i'm not here to argue with you i'm just no i'm saying people have I think it's, 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 um, oh no, no, no. It's not an argument. I don't really even have time to go into it cause I got to get ready for work, but I would just say, uh, um, it's, it's, I, anyone that I know that has lost a job, it freaking sucks. Uh, I think, I think that it's an, uh, it's, it's unfortunately going to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse. Um, you know, it's going to get, you know, you, you know, we listened to an economist the other day say, uh, think about your worst, worst case scenario. And they're like, now times that by three. And that's my best case scenario. And this is an economist. It's just like, yes, yeah, I know what this looks like now. We know what this is going to. So um, I'm not only worried about the economy in the first, I'm worried about this is about to lead to something that people are not ready for. It's I think it's going to be leading to riots. Mm-hmm. All that and shit. It's not going to be, it's not going to be, fr- it's not going to be riots based on, it's going to be, I, th- I just hope people look deeper to what's behind a lot of these things. Well, who's to say that um, they won't? I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that, that, that don't. And again, I don't disagree with you won't. in what you're most saying, people won't. but I am not 90, going to, go ahead. 99% of people won't look deeper. Uh, it's, it's going to be, a, uh, I think those who do, do. Those who don't, don't. You know, this is a frustration that's been building up on one side of the sphere for a long time, and they just had to suck it up. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you a question. Yes. Because I, I think I know where you're going, but I could be completely wrong. I'm not going, I'm not going to do it on the pod. <laughs> I'm not going to do it on the pod. I'm, my goal is to just tell everybody, I hope everyone feels better in whatever you're going through. I think that's the best way to say it here. I hope whatever you're going through, job loss, sickness, I'm sure some people know people who died. Yeah. I hope you're dealing with that. Okay. I don't even know how to people who died the way you die when you have coronavirus. I don't even know how you, I don't. And so if you are dealing with that, my heart goes out to you. You lost your job. My heart goes out to you. You're about to lose your job. My heart goes out to you. And I wish you nothing but the best. And I hope everything works out. And we're totally on the same page about that. I mean, I honestly was just speaking specifically about this fucking waffle shop. I think it's ridiculous to pick at a waffle shop. The, the, I don't even know the owner. I don't know how he, you know, his affiliation. Is he right? Is he left? Whatever. Damn Republican. I don't know. I have a pretty good assumption 
of what it is. But I'm just saying, I, I think I just feel for the people in these small businesses that are losing their livelihood and, and everything that they've worked for. It sucks, man. Multi-generational businesses are closing down. Oh yeah. And it just that's, sucks. It's, it's, and yes, that's what it's, I'm, it's, and when I say these things, that's what I'm getting at about. I understand the frustration because I'm empathetic mm-hmm. and sympathetic yeah. to it. I, I get it. You know, I, I just, but it's just, you know, I've seen so many, how are, what are they calling them now? I mean, I know I'm acting like, I don't know, but like, you know how they call people like Karen's and you see all these videos. Yes. I see, I don't mm-hmm. understand any of that bullshit at all. That's people acting like, you know, if, if I may be real, and we're talking about a certain demographic, it seems like, oh, I've had everything I've always wanted my entire life. And now that these little things are taken away from me, I'm going to make a big stink. And I don't agree with yeah. that at all. I'm just talking about in general, people losing their jobs, getting sick, unable to pay their medical bills, unable to pay their prescriptions and things like that. That's heavy shit to me. That's why oh, yeah. that's where I'm coming from when I say I understand the frustration, but nothing more. Totally understandable. Okay. <laughs> That's, no, seriously, it's totally understandable. All right. It's it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a, again, it's, it's easier to not understand it if you're not in it. If it's not directly yeah. affecting you, it's very easy just to say, oh, well, fix, just do A, B, and C, and, it's, and you shouldn't feel that way. It doesn't work that way. Heck no. I mean, a lot of people already know it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. It's never worked for them that way. Yeah. You know? And so I feel uh, like, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like, and again, I'm not challenging you, but I feel like what you're saying and correct me if I'm wrong is based on race. I mean, well, everything in life is based on race, but right there's now, not one thing. Well, this isn't a race thing. Yes, it is. It is a race thing. I mean, we're dying at the bigger number. That's true. We're man. more, we're more at risk. Our businesses are closed at a huge number. You know what I'm saying? It's, but it's just, it's one of those things where like, it's like, yes, it, it is terrible and it's awful and it's just you have to it 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 doesn't get even when it gets better forever cuz i'm here's what's going to happen it's going to improve the economy's going to improve and everybody's going to certain people are going to get jobs back and they're still going to get there's still going to be a group that don't have the jobs and everybody's going to think everything's better guarantee it's not a, it's not a question everyone's going to be like whoo we weather it things are looking better people are getting jobs but a certain group will not. It just won't. It won't improve for them because it never does. It when it goes down, it improves for a lot of people, and that group is still left, uh, left hurting. And so it's like, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, it is. And I agree with you, but I think we're talking about two different things. Maybe. I mean, I think we are. I get where you're coming from, and I know what you don't want to say on this show, and that's fine. I respect that. But I'm talking about a little small portion of what I was just saying. I'm not, I didn't even want to go into the whole macro of it. You know what I mean? I'm just talking about this one little area where I understand people's frustrations. That's simply it. I hear what you're saying and I don't disagree with you, but you know, it doesn't mean that it changes my opinion about how there's frustration out there. Yeah, I know. I got it. I don't like the condescending tone you're giving me. I'll be honest with you. I'm not arguing with you, but I don't like that because it seems to me when you do that, you're thinking I'm thinking from a shallow level. If I know you. It's not well, you said you're not thinking about the macro. So by my statement, my statement wasn't that's what I'm saying. For the that's what I have to clarify with you. I have to clarify with you because if I don't, you turn things into a blanket statement. And I'm you gotta remember, G, I'm on the minority side too. Mm Mm-hmm. 
which I don't think you agree with because I'm not black, right? Is that what it is? No. Well, no, no. I, I'm going off of your mm-hmms and your comments. That's why. I've known you long I, enough to know. Because the thing is, we hold can't. On, hold we on. Can't. I've known you long enough to know when, you buy, when you're buying something and when you're not. Yeah, we can't talk about it. I, the thing is, I can't because it just takes way too long to get really deep into it. And we can't. I can't go into a, let me break this down. I can't. There is no breaking it down. That's okay. And that's fine. That's all. But I won't be dismissed for what I'm saying. Not at all. I don't dismiss any. I've heard many people say many things. My wife's about to lose her job, dude. I understand what people are going through to some degree. And I feel very lucky, blessed, fortunate, whatever you want to call it, that I have something to keep us backed up on. A lot of people don't have that right now. And I'm just counting my blessings that I have that because just a year ago, We were sort of in that same situation. Yes, we could go outside. Yes, we could do that. But neither one of us had jobs. And I was, well, full-time jobs. And every bit of my money that was going to working part-time was going to insurance and shit. So I'm just saying, I feel for people. That's it. Fair. Okay, fair enough. And on that, I guess, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, there are certain things people don't have to agree on. That's it. As simple as that. I've, I've learned this in life. Fair enough. Yes. Boy, I still think uh, we're talking about two different things. We are. I mean, uh, we can't go into. Yeah. I mean. Every, not everyone's life is the not everyone's upbringing or life are the same. Of course. Period. Not. And I never assumed not that everyone's experience. That's what I'm saying. No, what not everyone's experiences is the same. Not everyone can. Not everyone could be like, like, I know when someone says something to me. And they're like, man, that was rough. I'm not going to sit there and be like, do you want to hear what rough is? You can't. It's not fair. It's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Just like if I, someone else, if I say something's rough, my mom could put me aside and be like, let me tell you rough. Everyone is suffering in a different way. Even if someone has a job or even if someone doesn't or if someone, I have to understand that right now, A, people are going through stuff. B, um, this is the most shining light on how different people's lives are. That's all. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're able to, it, it kind of rubs people raw to the bone where you could see where everyone's coming from. That's all. And you kind of just have to be like, sit down and just listen or, you know, and, and it's, it's, if anything, coronavirus is a shining light. That's it. That's all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, people, listen. All you have, I know that this is going to be, a lot of y'all right now are listening and are going through stuff and I can't imagine what you're going through, but I hope you have a circle. I do hope you have a circle. Some people don't have a circle. Hopefully you're in a circle that can actually have uh, some sort of, are you doing okay? Are you all right? Is everything good? Is Are you cool? Is life going all right for you? As long as you have that circle, hopefully you're okay. And I hope you guys don't have anybody that you lost in that circle because I mean, it's going around fast. I mean, it's taking people out. So stay safe, wear your mask. Um, I would say do what your governors are telling you, but I don't know where you're from. So do what you're, do what you can. That's all you can do. Go out, be safe. I love you guys. Peace out. 
All right, you guys, my name is Dan Ramirez. That was Steve Hudson. We are the heroes of noise. People be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. 